Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday Night Master Debater Day. Thanks to the great deception. Matt's doing awesome work over there. You already know the whole deal if you're a listener of the show. I air these a week after he does with a little bit of extra, little pizzazz on top, a little cherry on top. And, um, you know, this one was an, another really fun chat that we had with a couple of individuals I hadn't met before. Um, again, Matt always does such a good job connecting people and making good conversation roundtable type settings. And uh, in this one, we had a uh, Tommy Dimmel. He doesn't have a podcast that I know of, but I know he's got an Instagram. It's just Tommy Dimmel, D-I-M-M-E-L, if you want to check him out. He seems to do a lot of work with um, or, or you know research or looking into, I believe it was Kansas City. And kind of looks at like old buildings and, and it's just a pretty interesting little uh, take that he has on, um, you know, ancient architecture and where it fits in with Matt's type of work, right? Like the old world stuff. So awesome stuff there. Really cool dude. Um, and so was this other guy that I got to meet, Bo, from Anti-Slave QE podcast. That QE stands for question everything, if I'm not mistaken. And you can find him on Instagram at Anti-Slave uh, what is this? EQE. There's an extra E at the end of his Instagram. So check those guys out, man. You know about Matt's work. You know about my work, hopefully. And um, I'm going to do that that quick housekeeping up front here because I wanted to talk about this really interesting sort of situation that happened some time back. And it pertains to the sim theory. It pertains to, um, you know, just like what the role that technology plays in, um, you know, the whole sim world stuff. And I'm real iffy about the sim theory personally, but, um, you know, we'll get into that here. Obviously you're hearing some ads up front. That's how it's going to be from here on out. If you don't like it, um, you can skip through them obviously, or, uh, you know, support the Patreon for $3. You don't have to hear any of those damn ads. So, um, you know, it's just a cool way to be able to monetize. It's not that much of an inconvenience for people that really don't like ads. It's easy to skip through. I try to place them in parts where it's not interrupting thoughts or anything. So uh, going to be a, a, a thing moving forward here. And you're going to see that with more and more podcasts, like I said. Um, so Patreon is a, is a great way to get around that. And it supports the work over here. So it's always appreciated. Support all the shows that you enjoy. Uh, usually they're not asking for much. And uh, it all adds up very quickly. It goes a long way. So thank you all for the people that do that. You want to uh, check out any merch, uh, some pretty new uh, cool designs over there at the Dangerous World store, which um, the link I've had some issues with talking with my uh, partners over there at Fourth Wall that are, uh, you know, helping me get this uh, website out. Um, but you can go to the link tree on my Instagram, Dangerous World Pod on Instagram, the link tree there 
has the proper link and people have ordered their shirts and they've received them and I haven't heard one complaint yet. I actually have a couple uh, as well from the new store and they're I, I love them. They're awesome. So check that out if you feel so inclined. Portion of those sales go to myself and um, that's just a cool platform over there. They, they make it um, really about the creator. So it's kind of cool, you know. Um, they offer donations, they offer all kinds of stuff over there that just helps me focus on the content, not so much the uh, marketing and all that bullshit. So thanks to them. Check out the site on the link tree there. It's just the first link. Big capital letters merch. You can't fucking miss it, okay? But um, I wanted to talk about this lady, Erin Valenti, okay? Erin Valenti, it's a strange situation if you haven't heard of it. I actually saw on Instagram... Um, and I'll, I'm going to make sure that I give this page some credit because I started following them recently and I'll play the quick clip that I, um, became familiar with this lady from it's called watch underscore the rabbit hole. And it's pretty interesting. So check this out. This is what I heard. And then it caused me to look into it a little bit more. Was this lady bumped off because she discovered the matrix in October of 2019, the CEO of Tinker Ventures, Erin Valenti, flew to California for a tech conference. She was scheduled to stay for only three days. However, on the last day of her trip, just as she was scheduled to get on a plane home, Erin's parents received a call from her with a frantic voice yelling over the phone. It is all a game. It's a thought experiment. We're in the matrix before hanging up. Subsequently, she was not heard from again. Until a few days later, when police found a lady in an abandoned rental car on a residential street, dead. Her parents launched an investigation into this, claiming that Erin would have never done this to herself. And what was interesting was that the company that she owned was developing neural control and brain machine interface technology, making people wonder if she accidentally discovered that we are all living in a simulation. So. So it ends there. Um, kind of makes it seem like the clip's going to continue going on, but that was it. It's a very interesting one. Again, that clip is cited from watch underscore the rabbit hole. Uh, don't know those dudes or gals, whoever it may be over there, but it's pretty damn interesting when you start looking into these kinds of, um, missing persons type things, right? I mean, she was only missing for a little while, but obviously turns up dead. Now what's interesting upon many other things about this thing is that she was 33 years old. Okay. That's always suspicious. Okay, um, I guess her husband was a psychologist, I think, and then her mother's a nurse. So they're, you know, medically inclined. They're familiar with this stuff. They said that she was not the type of person that would do this. They, they diagnosed her with like getting a manic episode, um, like low level schizophrenia type shit. Doesn't seem like the case. She's a very accomplished lady, very uh, logical, one would think because of the background in, um, you know, the angel investing, it sounds like, uh, technology. She's going to a Silicon Valley uh, convention, basically, from Salt Lake City. And I didn't see anything that she was working on, like, basically Neuralink before it was Neuralink. I saw that this was um, essentially, like, they'll work with companies like Skull Candy. They'll help uh, big companies like that develop apps, um, all kinds of stuff like that. Tinker, uh, what is it, Tinker Ventures? actually has an Instagram, and there's not much to it. Um, I'll actually pull it up right now, so I can check this out. Tinker Ventures. It's mostly like, uh, it seems like tech nerd humor. Uh, Los Angeles-based transportation technology startup 
create, inspire, repeat. This was not it. Okay, where is the real one here? Okay, this is it. Uh, only 184 followers. We develop badass digital products is um, what I think is the correct one here. Um, n- again, nothing to it. Uh, n- not not any kind of like damning evidence or anything suspicious here. It just seems like a very small company. Um, again, working with Skull Candy, working with... Um, Let's see if they show anyone else that they work with here. I'm not seeing anyone else other than Skull Candy, and they haven't been posting very regularly at all. Uh, last post here comes from uh, September 18th, 2019. So, I don't know, maybe no one's operating this anymore. It's uh, it's all around just a very, very strange situation. Uh, I'm trying to read through here a little bit, um, but unfortunately my fucking contacts are messing with my eyes, so it's a little difficult to see here. But uh, there's an article on real politic, and then there's another one on heavy that I'll be kind of going through. Um, I'll start with the one on heavy because it's a lot more basic. Uh, this happened in 2019, so it lines right up. Okay, so look, this is interesting. September 25th is when she went missing. September 18th is the last post of the same year. That's always kind of weird, but um, I mean, what what do you think happened here? I don't think she was bumped off for allegedly figuring out that we're in a simulation. Um, Again, the sim theory stuff is weird to me. A buddy of mine, I'm going to take a sidestep here for just a second. A buddy of mine, a friend of the show, I haven't met the guy in person, but he seems like a really good dude. Um, Seems like somewhat of a spiritual dude. uh, Also very logical. He worked in the Navy. He's actually been on the show a couple of times. I don't think we used his real name. But uh, really, really interesting guy, incredibly smart. And he sent me a PDF being a werewolf in the matrix. And I was reading through it and I don't know how I feel about this stuff. Uh, if it just is kind of like this backhanded spiritual path to go down to think that we're in a sim world. I actually feel that, um, a lot of the stuff that the, that the sim theory people push is crazy. I mean, like there's a, there's a part in here that talks about like, you know, living, living, you know, the way that your higher mind would want you to rather than your lower mind. And it gives you examples. And the first one that I saw that really jumped out was being vegan. Being vegan is, um, a higher path in life to take. Um, which sounds like something a vegan would say. I, I completely disagree with that though. And it just seems like it's just this weird way to kind of guide people into that spiritual path, the new age path, you see this um, idea here that our lower minds want us to stay on this earth and live by the government's rules. Government, of course, meaning like governing minds, right? That's what govern means. It means control. And then meant refers to mind. Um, you see this with enlightenment as well, lighting up the mind or getting yourself some some you know higher level of knowledge, ascending right to uh, they tie chakras in and all this stuff. It's strange to me. Um, But continuing with that thought, um, our our higher minds want enlightenment and to govern ourselves. Makes sense. I I don't disagree with that at all. But government also put most of their energy into keeping us blind. And they actually show this picture in this PDF, which is good. It's good information. Don't get me wrong. But they show this this wild image of uh, art in Rockefeller Center, the UN building. And it's literally a face with two eyes over it, or two uh, two hands over the eyes, excuse me. 
weird. I mean, if we're if we're talking about a one world government over at the UN, and then it's literally just a face with its eyes covered. What the hell? I mean, why doesn't why don't people talk about this? Why don't people complain? About like this weird art like that. I've heard people complain about different types of art that is like on showcase at the UN. To me, that is incredibly strange. I had never seen it before. Maybe I'm just behind the the ball on this or whatever, or out of the loop. I'd never seen this piece, and I thought it was incredibly interesting to have this on display to the slaves and the plebs, right? Kind of telling them what they're doing. Yeah, we're keeping you blind. It's their goal. Government's mind or government's goal and a lot of their energy is put to keeping us dependent on them, making them feel like we need them. And our lower minds, when you're subjecting yourself to a lower vibration or lower train of thought or whatever the fuck these people say, you are supporting the idea of having leaders and governments and laws that are just there to benefit these people, right? That in in said government. When you are enlightened... Supposedly, you realize that you don't need these tools. You don't need the government. You don't need these these things in place. And again, I agree with that, but I don't know how I feel about the terms enlightened um, or enlightenment versus uh, dependence or whatever. I mean, these were, it, it gets real culty real quick, I think. I'm still in the process of reading through this entire PDF, um, but it's just kind of, it's kind of a an interesting thing. And this other idea that it was sharing on this thing here, on this PDF, it says that the sim theory basically states that we're all naturally sharing a mind, we're all sharing a consciousness, but our lower selves don't want our minds to work together, right? Our lower selves um, gravitate towards nationalism, okay? This is not my words, this is what what this PDF was saying. Our lower minds kind of gravitate towards independence and being completely away from others rather than working together as a collective. It sounds like it's low-key globalism here. And I'm trying not to get too cynical, and I'm not trying to say that all these movements are part of the end goal, but I just see it being repeated. And maybe I'm looking for it too much, but I see this 100%. Um, rather, And, you know, the idea of a hive mind... And the idea that our brains are all naturally trying to connect to each other's is exactly what Neuralink is saying that it's going to do. It's going to connect us all through information, through language, through, uh, I mean, they say that we'll be able to like te telepathically speak to each other and stuff like that, right? So it's just, it's strange to me. I, I don't know where I sit on the sim theory and the people that back the theory of a simulation world. Um it really kind of makes you wonder what what's uh, what's stopping them from getting all of this going. What's stopping them from connecting all of our brains? Is there um, is there some good force that's trying to connect all of our brains? How do you feel about that statement? How do you feel that maybe there are good forces out there like Elon Musk trying to share information with everybody, trying to make it so that everyone knows everything and nothing can be hidden? Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't know. Um, obviously, a lot of sim theory people would approve of Elon Musk's work and they don't see a problem with Neuralink or Starlink or any of these other things. But that kind of contradicts exactly what I've been doing in my Cosmism episodes, right? I mean, this is, it seems like a net negative. Sure, it'd be great to know. 
uh, if you had a wife, right, or, or a husband, it'd be great to know if they were 100% not cheating on you and they couldn't lie to you about anything, right? But then that kind of makes your relationship, like, clinical. It doesn't make it to, like, it, it's not real. That's not an organic relationship. There needs to be trust in a relationship. There needs to be actual love, right? I mean, if you felt the same way about every single person on earth, you wouldn't think anyone was special, no one would mean more to you. I actually think that like your own son or daughter wouldn't mean anything more to you than like Hitler as an extreme example or Osama bin Laden or something like that. If everyone knew everything about everyone, no one's special, right? Um, people are just numbers and people are just data points. So I think that it removes a ton of the human experience there. So I don't know. Uh, the sim the sim theory stuff I, I'm getting more and more off board with. I do think that we can connect uh, to people and we can connect to the earth and we can manifest things. I think that this is very possible. And maybe I'm looking at a simulation too literally, where it's a video game and my actual body is hooked up, Wally style, right? If you've seen that movie, I'm I'm some obese blob sitting in a spaceship somewhere. And we're here on this earth to just experience it, right? I don't know. I don't know if, if, our, if our lives are super important down here or if they are just nothing, if it's just an experiment. Like Aaron Valenti said, this is all a thought experiment. I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't agree. But what do I know? I mean, the lady was pretty accomplished. And, and with that said, let's get back into her a little bit and, you know, learn a little bit more about the situation that went on there, because it is incredibly interesting and it's sad. Um, there's uh, there's a lot to it. Obviously, we're not going to get all into it here today because these are shorter intros. But um, Aaron Valenti, the 33 year old CEO of a Utah tech company who vanished while driving from Palo Alto, California to San Jose to catch a flight, was remembered as an inspirational entrepreneur and genuine human being who was smart and funny. Um, <laughs> I like how they always got to say nice things about her there. Now, um, according to her LinkedIn page, Valenti, who had been missing since Monday, uh, obviously back in 2019 here, October 14th is when this article uh, was written from Heavy, um, was the founder and CEO of the, for the past five years of Tinker, a tech company in Salt Lake City area. Um, Tinker is a digital product development agency and venture studio. We invent, design, develop, and scale a badass technology. Um, uh, that's weird. It's all one word. A badass uh, technology. Like a, a bad and ass are all one word in this. Um, technology product built for iOS, Android, and the web. It's wrote on LinkedIn. Um, again, it seems like she controlled her uh, Instagram page for the company as well here. Now, I'm trying to get into where it talks about the actual shit that went down here. Um, apparently, her parents were incredibly frustrated with the way that the police were handling this. Again, pretty suspicious. I guess they didn't file a missing persons report for a couple of days after the parents called and said, like, hey, our daughter is acting weird. She's saying, you know, she's acting manic. Uh, she seems to be having some sort of episode, even though she's got zero history of having these kinds of episodes. Um, and, and she's just not making any sense. Can you look for her? Can you go search for her? We know where she's at. I guess they had some tracking thing on her phone, uh, knew where she was. And the cops said, well, she's voluntarily missing. She's a grown adult woman. 
we're not going to look for her, I think, for 48 hours or something, right? And the dad was pissed off about this, rightfully so. Um, again, weird weird aspects of this. The 33 is always something that, that sticks out to us conspiracy heads out here. But um, it's quoted here saying, it's all a game. It's a thought experiment. We're in the Matrix, um, as you heard in that article there. So she ends up being found later in a fucking abandoned car, right? I guess it was an SUV that she had rented. And, um, yeah, no, no real answers there. They feel like someone may have been potentially trying to date rape her, but she overdosed on whatever she was given. Uh, hence the, the weird, um, mental state and just, I don't know. It's a strange, strange thing. When I first heard this, I was sold. I was like, oh shit, the CIA must've killed her. And looking into it now, it's almost like one of these tech virgins because tech people are weird as fuck. And this girl, you know, she's not an ugly girl. Um, even if she was obviously all kinds of women and, you know, weaker men and stuff like that, even get raped, obviously. Right. Um, people get taken advantage of, especially in this weird cult of this whole, you know, technology fucking, uh, you know, Silicon Valley thing. Um, let's see the third point here. Valenti wrote that she built and invested in disruptive technology companies. So maybe she was kind of on some sort of list because she's in, in you know, getting involved in, in things that. Maybe companies like Facebook kind of want to have access to only. Um, sounds like this lady was incredibly smart. She had like a 4.0 at, um, where the hell did she go? Georgetown. So that is a Jesuit school, right? Georgetown being a big Jesuit school, if I'm not mistaken. It could be a Mason school too. But yeah, just a lot of questions with this. And I'm curious as to if anyone out there has heard of this situation um, obviously I'm no expert on it, but just weird when this stuff happens and you hear about it, right? Um, obviously this wasn't huge news. I'm talking about it here, what, four years later, three years later, really. But, um, man, just, uh, curious what your thoughts are. If you think, uh, Aaron Valenti figured something out, um, again, how many people believe in the sim theory and are vocal about it and nothing happens to them, Right. Uh, Elon Musk being the most high profile, maybe Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't know where he sits on the whole thing, but these people aren't knocked off, right? Or, or taken out as they say. And, um, that was another point that my buddy had brought up. Why do they call it taking someone out? Are you taking them out of something like a game or something like that? Like it, it, there's just a lot of terminology that when you look at it and you try to analyze exactly what's going on there in your head. You're like, what the fuck is this? What does all this stuff mean? The the big one recently was the psychedelic term, right? Psych, meaning mind, and then delic coming from delos, which is uh, manifesting. Manifestation of the mind. Why would that be called that, right? Um, it's like you're seeing things and you're, you're making things reality in your own head by taking these things and maybe potentially interacting with some of these entities that maybe control this simulation, if this is what it is, or maybe the veil gets thinner and you kind of realize exactly, um, you know, what really is going on. That's what, what advocates for psychedelics would say. And more critical people like myself would say it's a way for your mind to become more meld, like moldable. Um, I don't know. It's just a, a strange situation. I thought I'd share what I found here. Just a little bit of information on it. You know, I like to keep these little things short here and uh, a little out of breath. I've been running every day and it's nice uh, running uh, 15 minutes straight, which ends up being about two miles. Feeling pretty good about myself there. 
And I'm already ruining it by drinking. So, uh, you know, recording this in the afternoon here, having a Long Island iced tea type situation. Okay. Well, what are these? The twisted teas. So enjoying that a lot. But um, yeah, man, trying to get back into like just getting better shape and jogging around and doing that stuff. Not a New Year's resolution. I don't believe in that shit, but um, just trying to make myself a little better here. So, uh, you know. I encourage anyone to do that too, man. It makes you feel pretty damn good after you do it. You feel accomplished and all that good nonsense. So um, instead of talking about that boring shit, why don't we roll into this episode? This is uh, episode 65. And as always, you can hear all of these episodes a week earlier. Um, I always like to put them out on my end as well, just to you know try and push as many people over to that show as I can, because it is a good show. The dude does great work, does really, really deep diving stuff. Um completely different format for me, but like a similar angle with his show does a lot of his episodes by himself and just dives into the stuff. So I enjoy it. Um, I think you will too. If you haven't heard it every single, I think Tuesday morning, he releases those. So on your way to work every Tuesday, you can hear the Monday night master debaters, or if you're up late, I think he releases them, uh, technically on Monday still, uh, maybe not if you're on the East coast, but I know over here, they still come out Monday on the West coast. So Check it out, man, and uh, check out all the people that are connected. Again, there's 65 episodes here. There's a lot of roundtable discussions and just awesome, awesome information that's kicked around from all different perspectives. So, again, shout out to the Great Deception Podcast. Always a fun thing. I'm stoked. I got to you know record this quick little intro here, and then in just a couple hours, I get to talk with some people again. So it's going to be dope. So um, hopefully you enjoy this one. And, um, again, support the podcasters that you enjoy, not just me. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not making this a selfish thing. It's a, uh, it's a, a cool community of people for the most part. There's some great people out here. So, um, I don't know what else to say other than let's just get into it. Enjoy the episode guys. And welcome to the Monday night master debaters. Best night of the week. I got a great crew here, two new guests. And of course my trusty sidekick, Rye, what's up, man? Same old stuff, man. Uh, just another exciting Monday over here for me. Um, but yeah, I see uh, one new face. I think I met Bo over talking with Ghost, I think. If I'm yeah, not you did. Man. Yeah, you did. dude. So it's always uh, really nice to meet new people on this show. And uh, what's going on with you over there, dude? You, anything new this week, Matt? No, not really, man. It, we just got blasted today with a storm up here. So it's fucking, it's fucking cold here, too. Dude, we got hit with probably a foot of snow, and it's the heavy, wet shit where, like, thank God my landlord came over early this morning to plow and then came tonight because this shit, dude, it's like you can a shovel full weighs like 100 pounds. No way. I mean, it's just fucking, it's like slush snow, and it just, like, compacts into these big balls of, like, just water slush snow. It's heavy as fuck, man. I have, huh. I got like these big old, I mean, they, they got to be a hun- couple hundred year old pines in my backyard. One of the branches, I just heard it snap and then you look out there and the thing just tumbles down. I mean, it's probably good foot around yeah. and this thing, dude, it's huge out there. So I'm good, That's man. Nuts, it's dude. Monday night. I'm here. I'm talking with the boys. I'm good to go. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. No, we were just waiting outside. We went to go. Uh, we rushed to go get like there's a taco truck down the street. Just rushed down there. Dude, we were standing outside for like five minutes and it felt like it was like an hour and a half. How cold it is here it's in Tucson, cold. Arizona. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, we've been having hard freeze warnings for the last week, which is rare. I mean, usually you'll get like two or three of those a year. Uh, so much for that global warming, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I've I've listened to a couple podcasts that say we're actually in a global freeze, but they won't tell you that. So right, right. But yeah, what's up, that, man? That I mentioned you, my man from uh, and and. Let me just preface this by saying, I, dude, I couldn't figure out your fucking podcast name until I listened to you with Davey. I'm like, dude, what is anti-slave? I'm like trying to figure it out. And then I'm like, oh, shit, anti-slave QE, question everything. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's my boy. Yeah, so, man. What's up, man? Oh, you know, not too much. I actually took a nap right before doing this, so I'm feeling pretty rejuvenated and nice. Uh, which is awesome. And, you know, I can totally account for that, what you guys are saying about us being in like a deep freeze type time right now, dude. Like here in Washington, dude, it's been getting a lot colder this winter than it normally does. Like we we have been having some pretty crazy shit going on with our weather, you know, and uh, when the ice is coming, it really comes, dude. And we've had stuff like I don't know if you guys saw that just a little bit ago, but like what was going on in Seattle, dude, they, we had that deep freeze warning, too. And motherfuckers weren't listening to it. <laughs> and they were sliding all down the hill. People were using pickaxes and 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 just like makeshift dinky things to get up and down. Like my homeboy said he had to, he had to uh he was wearing like those ice boot things and he had to put his hands down and he was doing this backwards like crab crawl type thing to get up to his apartment. Jeez. Dude, black ice is no joke. No, 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 seriously. Yeah, I know it gets it, it. It's 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 been bad, man. We, we've had a couple of times where it really freezes over a lot of us here, too. We're not really uh, prone to uh, knowing how to drive in that. You know what I'm saying? I've had a few sketchy experiences myself just driving in the snow that I now I'm never I'm just like, I'm never driving again when it's if I see any snow, I'm not driving. I'm walking. I don't care. <laughs> See, I'm I'm fine with the snow. It's the ice, bro. I mean, ice. There's nothing you can do. You can have fucking eight wheel drive at that point, and it doesn't matter. You're just you're going at the mercy of that ice wherever it's taking yeah. you. So you're spinning, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. Hey, New England. Actually, it's been relatively warm up here, which is unusual. Like we haven't had any single digits really, except I think we had them in more November which is fucking so early for us, but it's been like thirties, which is, you know, relatively warm for January. The other day it was like 50 in January. So it's oh, just, wow. dude, you don't think they're messing with the weather at all. Do you, it would have nothing to do with the shit they're spraying in the sky. <laughs> Not at all. No, <laughs> the, the frequencies they might be using, you know, like a harp or anything like that. Nah, they, they wouldn't manipulate the weather. Come on guys. You crazy fucking conspiracy theorists. Don't be stupid. Don't be uh, stupid. So, Tommy, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's uh, it's an honor to be on the show. I I love this show. I've been listening to it for quite a long time. Um, and I with the weather stuff you're talking about, absolutely. There was a you know I I grew up in the Kansas City area. I've lived all over. I lived in Boston. Lived in Denver. Lived all over California. Recently in Southern California over the past kind of eight years and I moved back and it, it was when that deep freeze happened kind of in like November, whenever that was, I went outside one morning and it was like, yo, this is so cold. This is like getting down to my bones. I mean, it was just like this incredibly deep, deep, deep cold. And, you know, I lived before here, I lived off grid in uh, California city, California, which is up in the Mojave desert in California um on a cannabis farm a legal cannabis farm and i was up there for six months and you would see 
I mean, that is like a hotbed for like all sorts of military bases and space aeronautics type stuff. And Lockheed Martin Skunk Works is out there. Um, the China Lake facility is out there. Um, Edwards Air Force Base is out there. And you would see planes come over, do all sorts of experimental stuff. I have some interesting footage of weird, almost like light waves being passed through. But you'd see them come through. It'd be a perfectly clear morning. And they would spray, you know, the chem classic chemtrail stuff in a grid over California City, out in the middle of nowhere. So they're like, no one's going to like really care anyway what we do. And they would spray that. And in the next few days, there'd be completely different weather than any of the locals in California City would expect. And it's like you could almost just see it piece by piece. And they had all of these commercial airliner shell craft, like planes, but it was on Edwards Air Force Base. And you could see them like lining up to where the trains were, filling up these tanks, flying these commercial airliners up into the sky, spraying this stuff, passing these like light waves through the clouds, and it would cause this kind of a pattern. And then the weather would change over the next two to three days. And it's like, you could just see it out in a place like that. And uh, yeah, I definitely think the same thing out here in Kansas City. Whenever they'll come and do it like a grid line spray, the next two, three or four days, we'll have some weather that's abnormal you know for so it's like it's pretty clear it just seems kind of like fairly cause and effect what do you think yeah i i just i hate it man because you can see it and that's the thing it's, it's right in front of your face and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it i mean even out here and i'm in western massachusetts i'm like why the fuck would they spray it? nope they're spraying out here too i mean they spray everywhere and <clears throat> at this point if you if you don't understand that they manipulate the weather you know, to what degree, who knows, can they create hurricanes and earthquakes and shit like that? I don't know. I'm not going to throw it out of the realm of possibility at all, but we know that they can make it rain. Then, I mean, that's been proven. It's yeah. And they've been doing something. Something's going on with these. I think it's fair enough to say something. There's some program going on. And like you said, anywhere I've been out to Sedona, Arizona, you know, places like that. And I've woken up in the morning to see the beautiful red rocks, tricolored rocks. And then there's spraying over Sedona, Arizona, too. It's like they're, they're doing this all over the whole United States, at least. So there's some sort of a clandestine program to spray something up in the air. I heard a military guy once say they call it chaff. I think it's like the military word for the stuff that they spray is called chaff. There's some video that emerged online of a weatherman. I think he kind of broke and he probably wasn't supposed to, but he's like, you know, they're not going to confirm if this was true, but I was in the military. I was in the Navy or something like that. And we called this stuff chaff. And I used to live with an older guy who was in the Navy. And I talked to him about these. I said, you see those chemtrail things in the sky? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cloud seeding. We used yeah. to do this in the Navy yes. back. He's like, yeah, the cloud. I mean, he was very like nonchalant, matter of fact, older vet about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that <laughs> Operation Popeye, Ryan? In Vietnam? Yeah. Yeah, I think so, dude. There's a couple weather manipulation operations that were dating back to at least then but it makes you wonder how far back that stuff actually goes you know yeah because if they tell you it started in vietnam it's likely it started well before then what, right, what was man. the what was the one in san francisco like the first like the first uh recorded uh cloud seeding that ever happened when they first said the dude the dude when they were going through that drought i believe it was in san francisco and uh the guy was like hey i can make actually make rain happen and um, oh. 
Do you guys you guys know what I'm talking about? And then well, it looks like Matt's on it there. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. There's destroyed a, the whole city. Destroyed yeah. like destroyed like half the city, the whole city. You know, is that uh, recent? There was, uh, it was like probably in the ah uh, man, I uh, 1800s maybe. Like it was it was it was in the past. It was in the past. But the dude, uh, they were going through a drought. They were experiencing like such an insane drought. I, I believe in San Francisco, and the guy basically was like. If you guys, you guys just need to get uh, get me up on the top, uh, the top of the tallest tower, and I'm gonna shoot this shit into the sky, and it's gonna make it rain, and everybody's like, no, that wouldn't possibly happen. That wouldn't possibly happen. And then they finally, they just were uh, so fed up with the fact that the drought was so bad that they did that. And uh, yes, there you go. That's exactly yes, what I'm talking about. If, if a hundred year flood happens every hundred years, San Diego had better be prepared for this winter. And and this is another game they play with these El Ninos, La Ninas, and shit like that. This is back um, in 2015. What's that? This is back in 2015 here. Yeah. Yeah, but supposedly this year is a is a La Nina Ooh, year. So that's an angry little girl. That's yeah, what that means. So in this story here, it says the floods that came after record-breaking rains of January 1916 are still considered the biggest weather disaster in San Diego history. 22 people died, bridges, roads, rail lines washed out, dams collapsed, sending huge oh. waves crashing through communities below. Houses float away on raging currents. Five feet of water flowed down Broadway in downtown San Diego. Whoa. So it all happened just weeks after the San Diego City Council agreed to pay Charles Hatfield, who preferred to call himself a moisture accelerator. Ooh, Tell I me call that's myself a... one of those too. Dude, that's a great porn tag right there. Yeah. I am a moisture accelerator. It's dude. like the fluffer. <laughs> yes. He paid him $10,000 if he could fill Lake Morena. Oh, man. Damn. That's fucking hilarious. Good one. Hopped on Dude. that like flies on shit. So they said he, they did it, but then they never paid him a dime. So they chewed and screwed and those people died for nothing. Man. At least wow. his name lives on because everyone's heard of this guy, right? His name lives on, it says. Yeah. Ah, man. That's Interesting. amazing. Wow. Cloud. He said the. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> this just the jokes write themselves here. <laughs> oh, my God. They're setting themselves up for this one this over and over. Unbelievable. We have. Oh, my God. He's the moisture accelerator and the clouds needed tickling. Oh, man. Deep this... state pedophile. <laughs> wow, man. This is. Gotta be. Yeah. We're <laughs> off to a good start here. Wow. And this is the San Diego Union Tribune. This isn't some like fucking uh, InfoWars website. This yeah, is no. uh, supposedly this credible. Conspiracy.com. This is like a legit thing, and they're kind of making a joke of it. Right. That's hilarious. They ought to, man. They got to make jokes of that shit. They can't take that shit seriously. They, you know, the, the, G, uh, the, uh, the general population, man, they can't try to say to anybody, man, hey, did you guys hear about this, 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 or this with the dude that made it rain in San Diego, not San Francisco? But steer, nobody's going to listen to that shit. They're going to be like, no, you're crazy. I've brought that up before, too, speaking to people about weather manipulation. I've tried to be mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, we have like a case of this that happened a long, long time ago. And some wild stuff went down, you know, like bridges and 20, however many people dying, things getting destroyed. That's a story. Mm. Okay, so now along those lines... What do you guys think of a, of the rain dance? Now, you know, obviously the legend of 
the uh, you know natives was that they would do rain dances to make it rain. I mean, that sounds like like kind of the original OG cloud seeding. Yeah, naturally though, obviously. But you know, do you guys think that's bullshit? You think it's something that's legit? Are they burning stuff off during these ceremonies? You know, are they like burning stuff off into the atmosphere that maybe could possibly stimulate the clouds or tickle the clouds? As yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great point. I never thought about that because that's that's a that would be direct manipulation, right? If they're burning something, that would. Oh man, that's brilliant! I never. There's all kinds of herbs and spices and shit that uh, that ancient tribes use. Like my uh, my my cousin Justin, and like shout outs to my cousin Justin. He's an awesome dude. He go like he spent a lot of the time uh, of his adulthood going and learning stuff from certain tribes. Like he went and lived in like China, I think, in some time. And uh, yeah, dude, and like they did all sorts of stuff like that, burning stuff off, you know. So I I, I don't know. Uh, you know, sweat lodge ceremonies. A lot of the time, they're burning uh, certain things inside of the teepee. Um, so I just, I just a thought that popped into my head. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting, man. That's I a want... very good point, dude. I think like these modern ones, like this. I hate to say it because of the um, there. There's a, a serious history of, you know, white white people, and I I hate to say it because I am I am one of them, right? I am a white person myself. Um, there's a history of people like very wealthy people taking advantage of these people's cultures. But I would say that like these more modern versions of this, I think that they're doing the exact same thing. I think that they're taking advantage of their own people's heritage of the rain dance. And these people are just out there trying to collect a little bit of, of a check, or they're trying to gain some awareness to some cause. And so they're out there wearing the, you know, out outfits that their ancestors wore and shit, and they're out there dancing. They're not. They're I, I don't think to they're be out there, right? Right. Exactly. That's what Part I'm saying. Of the they're... agenda to push that whole native, you know, and the division shit, yeah. dude. It's to make white people look like they're all evil, dude. I mean, I'm looking at us all here. We all look white, right? I, I, none of us are behind anything nefarious, though, dude. dude I'm like... a shade away. I'm a chromosome clear. sort of being albino. Yeah, you're almost clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, dude, I mean, but at the same time, though, man, you have a lot more in common with a poor black dude or a poor Native American dude than like Jay-Z or, oh, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. I always say that, dude, like that when, um, you know, when there's when there's, you know, poor black people out there or poor Native Americans and they see their own race get money, they like to feel like they're getting the money. And it's like, dude, th- those people stop caring about you after they get their first million dollars, you know. Um, so it's interesting, man. There is uh, there was one thing I was going to say when you brought up, Bo, that uh, idea of burning, uh, burning spices and stuff. I, it just completely slipped my mind, though. It happens. It was. So, it happens. OK, opposite of that, Bo, my buddy Nico uh, at yeah, Upstate yeah. Unconventional, he's big into Oregon and and he makes dude, he made me this fucking sweet Oregon. Oh, pyramid. wow. That's okay? so tight. And, we're gonna i'm gonna start testing it out i tried it today it didn't do shit against this massive storm it just kind of fucking said fuck you and just went right over and rolled it rolled over uh-huh. us anyway but one of the things he said to try is to take it outside you know especially when they do the seating and see if you can break it up with those with the organite mm. so yeah. i don't know i i Hey, it's worth a shot. What what yeah. if it doesn't work? What's the worst? I got this fucking sweet, 
looking pyramid here. Even if it doesn't work, it's fucking awesome. Does it have like the copper wrapped inside of it and like magnets and stuff? That yeah, was pretty there's cool. All sorts of you can see the shavings are all in this level. Yeah. And then there's a layer of BBs on this level. And then there's a copper ball on top. Oh, wow. Um, you know, he's got res a lot of resin in there. Um, yeah, it's that's just awesome. A beautiful piece. Did you all see the footage of that uh, stone that was found in the Congo recently that had like, it was magnetically charged stone and they were like pressing it up against, like they, they put two ends of a wire to it and they were able to light up a light bulb with that stone. You know, mm. and I just I saw that and I thought if there's stones that are just naturally magnetic or like elect electric like that and they can cause sparks to happen. Is this one here? Yeah. Yeah, so, this is uh, it. About that. You see it? Yep. So uh keep my pen. Yeah, they just take this stone that they found, which is, it, it's a metal, obviously. It's just a conductor, but, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay, très bien. Tosha, tia. Très bien, ça. Tosha, tia. Okay. Yeah. So well, it's, just, it's complete in the circuit, but. There's something to ritual, absolutely, 100%. And I think about, like, I was talking about this earlier, the, the elites, you know, people that have got all the money in the world and they've experienced everything they need to experience. They've already been all over the world since they were probably children or met everybody. What else are they going to do with their time but, like, explore the mysteries and, and stuff like this? So I, I think yeah. that I, I I know that there is something to ritual. I, I got deeply into trying to practice stuff like the Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn, and Kabbalah. Like, Let's just see if there's something to this to see if this works. And I had results that were like, what? You know, I grew up in Kansas City. I'm just like a nobody. I can't believe how much this stuff really works. And I think I'm just now, some... Now, Tommy, when you say this stuff works, what do you mean by it works? To my own subject, subjective satisfaction, I was able to, in a sensory deprivation type setting, like I, I had a place to myself. I was living in Boston at the time. And I did these sort of experiments testing out all these various things like let's meditate with crystals let's let's try some enochian vision uh enochian vision magic and chant these things and let's see if there's anything to do any of these rituals or whatever so i spent about a, two years of my life when i was living in boston technically austin and and trying these types of rituals out and to my subjective satisfaction i was able to literally come in contact with entities for lack of a better term what some people like maybe from the dmt world call like the dmt elves or what other people might call demons or some sort of like angels or whatever but i was like sitting there as kind of a skeptic going wait a second how is this how is this happening like how is this real but there it is I'm, there's this intelligence that i'm in the presence of that i've conjured by just reading off these words from this grimoire or from aligning these things and the way that they align things with certain geometrical shapes and whatnot. And I just thought, wow, if me, just a little nobody from Kansas can like produce some actual effects with this, think about the areas of like, I don't know, black projects or the government or people that are in a lot of power, private groups, private interests, 
that have been able to like really hone this stuff in back from like the MK Ultra days. And they've, they've figured out the science behind being able to kind of like consciously access these other realms and ritual and magic. And I, to me, I think you better believe that the elites are practicing that kind of stuff and they take it very seriously. Yeah. And what, why do you think they cartoonize it, right? They, yeah. they make magic Hollywood. fantastical. It's this, you know, they, they make a joke of it essentially. And, 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 or it's always black magic that you hear about, right? right? It's never, right. never the good intentions that people put forward and things like that. So I think I, I, I agree with you. I think magic in general and, and the Gnostic way of things, you know, the old natural way of connecting, like you said, through stones, through meditation, through things like that through different rituals has been bastardized. Yeah. I think that some people are just psychopaths. Like I, <laughs> I have, I've studied my, my, my grandma raised me on this stuff. She was in this stuff. She was a member of Edgar Casey's foundation for like 60 plus years. She met Manly P hall back in the day and got, you know, she was all into that kind of stuff. And just, I, I just, you're right. It, it gets incredibly bastardized by Hollywood. The thing is, is when you actually approach a system like, um, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, and you take it really seriously, it requires a tremendous amount of discipline, self-sacrifice, work. It's all about raising yourself up to be a better, optimal person from how I read all that stuff. So when I see people that are like doing rituals in the name of Satanism and like evil and adrenochrome and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, what system of magic are all you practicing? Because I've really looked seriously into this stuff and it's all about transforming yourself it's like alchemy you know like transforming like the, your dark nature and like you know purifying yourself and becoming better and it requires a tremendous amount of discipline to make the magical objects and to draw the little diagrams and make the pentacle make the sword learn all the different rituals you can't approach this and just be some psychopath who's like wanting to kill babies to get into this stuff and it, for, for me it's all about like it, it it pairs very well with christianity it pairs very well with other type of types of religions and philosophies so all this magic and this black magic again i think it's all hollywood trying to separate us from various divinatory techniques or whatever i think that's a big cover-up right there is all the different things that we as humans can do with our bodies and our brains there must be something tremendously powerful about who we are and what we can do because there's a tremendous cover-up on all that kind of stuff Yep. You know, they, have they, you guys have you guys heard of this dude, Rick Rubin? He's a music producer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Legendary. He's incredible. But if you look into him and like, you know, his foundation story and all this stuff, the dude uh, says like one of the first albums that he ever remembered hearing like as a child was a Beatles album. And then he totally got like, you know, disenchanted with music. And anyone have a guess what he took up as a kid? Uh, when he started like drifting away from music, what did he gravitate towards as a child? Show Any magic. guesses? Show magic? Magic, absolutely. Fucking so he a. goes. For, he yeah, got, there you go. You got <laughs> it. I thought maybe you knew, Bo. No, no, I have yeah, no so, idea. I know. Well, I, I have no idea. Does so he like one of those jerk offs that walks around with like a rabbit in a hat? No, man. No, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing, though. Is like that. That's what uh, society thinks of as magic. Just no, the way, that's like, what I'm, I, I'm being facetious, obviously. Yeah, it's like that's well, what people the... say. Like, oh, you work. He's an asshole. Who walks around with car, a deck of cards and a rabbit in a hat. Well, it's the same way. Like <laughs> what we were talking about before we started recording. Like what we think smart is in society, right? Magic is not pulling a rabbit out of your ass or whatever the hell we 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 see in shows. It's stuff that's very low level. It's very, it, you know, it's not visible necessarily. 
sometimes it takes years for like a full like magic spell or whatever you want to call them to actually like play out but this dude that's the most influential producer i think he's a one of a i think he's a once in like not even a lifetime it transcends lifetime talent that this dude has it's it's incredibly i mean he's behind system of a down jay-z Uh, I mean, you name an iconic musician in our lifetime. The dude has probably produced one of their records. Any relation to Paul? Paul Rubin? I don't know, man. I actually don't know. No, no relation to Paul Rubin. Pee Wee Herman? No. No, no, no. 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 (laughs) Oh, that's Pee Wee Herman? Yeah, Paul Rubin. Pee Wee Herman. But I I don't doubt that they are related, man. I I don't rule out that they could. It could be. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. If it's a different spelling, sure. Then, but yeah, no, it's it just interesting to look into this guy's life story. And he talks about just like magic constantly. And we know that music and the frequencies that they use and all this stuff, it's but that's magic. what Hollywood is, right? Right, right. The Hollywood and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole concept of Hollywood from the name all the way through what they do in their programming their their magical incantations on screens and all that yeah. shit entertainment everything music it's all spells i mean there's yeah, a we- uh there's a clip going around of rick rubin talking with rogan and i i've been obsessed with this dude for a little while i i, I need to do an episode on him because i've been like do, looking into music and hollywood and stuff lately and um he's talking with rogan with uh system of a down making the song chop suey and there's like a bridge in the song that doesn't fit the rest of the song. And supposedly the story is Rick Rubin tells Serge Tankian, the lead singer of System of a Down. And when he's like, you know, you want to play like, it, right? You want me to play it? Yeah, dude, go to uh, go to the music video and um, go to um, go probably 30 percent in or so. Uh-huh. And it's the part where he says, Father, why have you forsaken me? Um, Rick Rubin tells Serge Tankian, pick up a book, open it to a page, and the first thing that you see, that's what's in this part of the song. And um, this is it. Yeah. Oh, you have the actual clip this here. Is yeah, this is clip. Yeah. It's it's incredibly interesting. And if this is oh, true, this I think is chop suey sorcery. I and there's it has this big do you know that song? Mm-hmm. Um, it has this big bridge section in it where Serge, the the lyric writer, the singer, lyric writer. Um, didn't have CIA words for this show. one part of the song. <laughs> yeah. And we were sitting in the library in my my old house, and he said, well, you know, I don't have words for this, and we were finishing. It's like, okay, any ideas? He's like, he didn't have any ideas. And I said, okay, pick a, pick a book off the wall. I picked a book randomly off the wall. I said, open it to any page. Tell me the first phrase you see. He opened it. First phrase he sees, that's what's in the song, and it's a high point in the song. It's incredible. It's like magic. Oh, yeah. This right here. Wow. I love yeah, that song. The, it, yeah, dude, System of Down's great. But like when then when you look into like what they're behind and like they're tied in with Rage Against the Machine and Tool and timothy leary and all we we all got the fucking wool pulled over our eyes by the music industry we all fell for it you know that's the thing man these people have a talent these people are talented like i can still to this day separate the art from the artist with all these people even harvey fucking weinstein dude some of the movies he was behind the production of are incredible i mean quentin tarantino movies you can't sit here and tell me now that you know that harvey weinstein is a piece of shit person that 
fucking uh you know pulp fiction's not a good movie now you know Shark what i mean Boy like, and lava girl too but go on yeah dude like the, <laughs> these people are incredible you can't say that lebron james is a shitty athlete just because his politics suck and he acts like he knows everything he's about that uh, i'll, he's I'll a verify douchebag. that right but i mean like dude if, i think yeah. if you know all these people tap into these individuals that are just so damn good but at what all, they do. yeah and all of these people practice magic at some level i mean look at tom brady with with when he was with right. Giselle. i mean they were basically doing rituals in the fucking locker room before the game right Whoa. they're always doing the mudras they're always doing the hand hand gestures all yep. like when andrew tate got arrested and he was put in the van he does the you know whatever these you know all these mudras With the eye they love yeah. their eye symbols, the eye thing yeah. the mouth you know the finger over the mouth yep. all that bullshit it's just all like Egyptian... and, and that's the thing though what people don't understand is that symbols are just are, are what sound is to your ears right it's to your eyes the symbols are what draws you in visually now whether you understand what you're seeing and and process it or not is on you but you are constantly bombarded with symbols throughout the day and you not you don't even realize it there is That's something crazy. to be said about the um like everyone thought that the bills were going to win the super bowl this year like all the conspiracy theorists uh, you, the you guys were, were all red white and blue when we had ghost on yeah i mean what's that I, mean made... for america we're going down you guys are ready to sink the ship all right <laughs> what no 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 i was saying like I, to me i feel like they're try, they're going to try and unite the country i think is what is the next step because you can't pull off why would there be a 9-11 type situation that would go on or why would we get nuked or anything like that because what would that do it would bring the right and the left side of the politics together we'd be like no we're not we're not republican we're not democrat we're americans if we got nuked so that's not going to happen until we're all fucking friends again you know what i mean yeah um, it's so divided right now that's what they need right they yeah, they, yeah. It, it, it that's it's sad to say, but it almost would take a tragedy to get things to come closer together. It would, you know? for sure. but from their perspective, things are so divided right now. Why would they fuck that up? Exactly. It's perfect for them. You know, they're, yeah. they're just rolling in it right now. Literally. Yeah. They totally are. I'm the one thing I wanted to touch base on too, because of uh, the fact that we were talking about like, uh, like magicians and music. Um, I wanted to ask you guys if you uh, ever noticed or seen the uh, we, we, like we all know of Aleister Crowley, right? Yep. Um, yep. That dirty dog. But um, friend of the show, uh, the Beatles <laughs> album, man. Subscribe to Patreon. The, the Beatles album. Have you guys seen how he's like just in the background of the Beatles album? Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts. He's on. Yes. He's on the yeah 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 so my like my parents have a uh they have like that we like my parents and my my whole family we've always been like good long long time fans you know of the beatles and they have that uh sergeant pepper's uh and and this is wild too i i think it's probably just this there's so many people on the cover of that album that you can point out and just be like who's that right there and why is that there? You know what I'm saying? And I, I think um, when it comes down to like uh, what you were saying, Tommy, about like uh, uh, about like the, the magic and stuff, dude, like the chaos magic like runs hella deep. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It runs hella yeah. deep. And with when, when, when we have light there, I mean, I don't I don't want to say with light, there has to be dark. You know what I'm saying? But like with light, there is darkness and and uh, the whole and the whole manipulation 
and the dark side of the shit with like the adrenochrome and the child sacrifice and all that stuff. Like there, it, it does tie into like, and I, and I really do think like that's how those power elites are getting that type of power. You know what I mean? Like, and it's kind of a scary thing to think about because, of course, nobody wants to be like, oh, you know, th this, this, this or this could, you know, be happening. But like Crowley was doing some wild shit. I, and, and like, yeah. I don't really I can't I don't know where his temple was, but he was out in the uh, out in the mountains. Right. And he had that whole temple that was made of stone and he was out there doing all sorts of sacrifices and shit. And uh, he was also an influence to all sorts of celebrities. And And I think. That this type of shit, where we have him on the uh, uh the album cover of the Sergeant Peppers, it all ties in to like the CIA, honestly, because the Beatles yeah. were so influenced and also being funneled in like uh with LSD and other types of things and MK Ultra type influence and uh the CIA, you know, regardless of what a lot of people want to think, are very much so deeply involved with dark chaos magic, and I uh, do that's pretty crazy. Like how you were, uh, how you were talking about how the shit was affecting you in your normal everyday life, you know, when uh, the the stuff that you were doing, and it's like you say, you say like, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a nobody from here, 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 you know what? But check it out, brother, you're not just a nobody. We all have that ability. Like we're right. none of us are nobodies. We're all tapped in, and like this avatar or whatever the fuck I'm stuck in right now, like we're gonna transcend after our death. I, I really think that, that that's going to be like the next level when we level up to five, five D or whatever it may be like, we're going to have to let go of these avatars, which as much as it is pretty scary, you know, we are like interdimensional beings, bro. And like with what you were saying, it was like popping off in my head. You were talking about DMT, uh, Ryan, the last time that we were on a podcast, I was going off about DMT. Um, and I think that's awesome that you can uh, tap into that type of shit without it. Because when I when I want to talk to a spirit guide or when I want to do like something like that, I I have to do DMT and I do it mm. in almost a ritualistic manner. You know what I'm saying? I, oh, it I, helps. I mean, I mean, people, a lot of people that talk about spiritual things and they talk about Buddhism or they, like a lot of they, they, they tend to like not credit like psychedelics are this unsung hero of humanity that don't get a lot of credit. And people are like, oh, that was part of my past. It's like, no, but this is what led you to all this stuff you know i mean psychedelics and ritual go together like bread and butter and now, and and if you think that psychedelics make the results of a ritual any less valid i mean i guess that that depends it's all subjective but there are definitely objective realities that exist that somehow your brain is almost like a radio receiver and transmitter can tune into the bandwidth can expand when you do certain things like fasting uh, ritual uh, taking psychedelics or a combination thereof. And it, I mean, again, as someone just being kind of in a skeptic and let's just see if this actually works in Boston 18 years ago, I tested these things out and yes, to your own subjective experience, you will see entities come into your room that, that satisfy a lot of your curiosities. Like are there ghosts Are there beings Are there entities Are there other intelligences out there right. that I can speak with as telepathy real and all this kind of yes, 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 yes. And then you kind of backwards engineer from that point and go like, well, how is this even possible? But there again, you think about the MK Ultra experiments that go way back decades and you think, well, gosh, if I'm figuring this stuff out again, yes, I have the special ability. And we all do. That's a big cover up is that we have this latent kind of Kundalini Shakti in our coccyx and our sacrum, you know, the holiest of holies is the holiest bone that we've got is like the sacrum. 
and all this kind of stuff. But there, there's a there's this whole other reality that we have access to that surely those who are in power. I mean, Aleister Crowley was very, very tightly knit with L. Ron Hubbard and with Jack Parsons. And Jack Parsons, of course, yes. went on to great JPL. And one of Aleister Crowley's like probably one of his best books he ever made. It's a really interesting book where he channeled I was this being while he was in uh, Egypt in like 1903. And he claimed that 1904 was going to be the beginning. It was actually in April of 1904. For three days, he channeled this book called The Book of the Law through I was this being that looks an awful lot like today's modern gray aliens in wow. Egypt, and he claimed that 1904 was the beginning of this new aeon called the Aeon of Horus. We were coming from the Aeon of Osiris, a male-dominated world. Before that was the Aeon of I Isis. There was a female-dominated world like 10,000 plus years ago where you see a lot of goddess worship, goddess statues. And that the Aeon of Horus are moving into, which he claimed was 1904, is going to be one where a childlike kind of mindset is what dominates the world. Like It's like the age of the devouring child. Not just that children are going to end up with a lot more power, which they do these days, more than ever before, but also that like that a childlike sense would be kind of the dominant part of this new aeon that we're in. And he Do predicted you... this would happen in 1904. And it's, it's and, and anyway, I was just to finish this up, the book of the law, which was this book where it predicts all this stuff that was channeled was published in Pasadena at Jack Parsons house. And like America knows about the book of the law because it was published through Jack Parsons at his place in Pasadena that ended up, he ended up blowing himself up in. And some oh, people wow. have rumored that L. Ron Hubbard might have actually blew him up in his lab. But, you know, who knows? That's all just speculation. But yeah, it's just weird how the connection that Crowley had and then Crowley had with Winston Churchill with the V is victory sign. He, yeah. you know, he was like informing him and British intelligence. So do you think that 9-11 is kind of the ritual to kick off this era of it? And because I was just listening to uh, op the Operation Red Pill podcast, and right, they gave you a shout out on there. Um, oh, no. They were talking about um, trees and how trees figure, you know, literally and figuratively represent government and how um, you talked about that survivor tree, Rye, from 9-11 yeah, yeah. Uh, Memorial. 9-11. And... And and this thing, uh, what they were talking about, let me see, where is it here? Uh, I think it's this one. Yeah, their survivor tree. So this tree that survived the 9-11, it is a calorie pear tree. And what you were saying about the pear is that it's known for deception. Yeah, it can it can resemble or or kind of symbolize all kinds of different things, just like all kinds of fruits and leaves and herbs and all kinds of things can but one thing that stands out about the pear specifically and this isn't an edible pear tree this is a separate pear but just the fact that it's a pear tree is significant in my opinion a pear represents um naivete or like being stupid being fooled taken advantage of is represented by the pear and that would that would fit in perfect with this right because <laughs> So this tree survives at ground zero, right? And now it has all these scars and there's this, this story to it. And now we celebrate this tree. Well, if this tree is representative of government, you know, we're we're celebrating this idea of this rebirth or this birth of this new government that came out of 9-11. And that's what I thought when I heard this. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, these evil bastards are putting a spell on us to get us to worship things like this tree 
which yeah. is symbolic of them who caused the event that made is now making us further their ritual that yeah it, it it is definitely an example of ritualistic stuff happening and and uh ryan you said that the the uh the pair is for deception yeah or like being naive or being taken advantage of it's uh, a symbol of that i actually saw that in a um esoteric encyclopedia that i have here that's very interesting i, yeah, I, I can never pull it that. up that's here actually i'll uh Pull yeah, it up in just a minute. It, I, just, I gotta find it. It takes me a minute to find shit in this damn. It's like an eight hundred page. Yeah. So what, here, here's how they describe it. They say in October two thousand one, a severely damaged tree was discovered at Ground Zero. So you're telling me these, these, all this shit got taken out, okay? But this tree survived with snapped roots and burned and broken branches. Okay. There's it's this is so symbolic. The tree was removed from the rubble and placed in the care of the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation. After its recovery and rehab, okay, this is the, the rising of the phoenix, the tree was returned to the memorial in 2010, which probably has some significance numero numerology-based. Uh, Me three. New, new smooth limbs extended from the gnarled stumps, right? And so you're getting rebirth, new from the old, creating a visible demarcation between the tree's past and present. Today, the tree stands as a living reminder of resilience, survival, and rebirth. Wow. Mm. The fucking ritual. It's the phoenix. Total ritual. You know, that's the phoenix, the rising from the ashes. Yeah. The whole, oh, my fucking That God. is so wild and scary, dude. That that website is probably pumped full of so much bullshit, dude. <laughs> it's probably the 911memorialwebsite.org. They're, yeah. They're, they're just pulling, like, like the, the wool over our eyes back right over it. Well, look at the, the fucking organization website that we made because we care so much. You fucking dirty fucking dogs. You fucking dirty and, dogs. And I guarantee they're making money <laughs> off it, you know, and, and the money's not going to the families like they say or or, like, you know. 10% of it is versus, you know, th th like most of these charities. I can't believe that type of shit, man. That just makes me mad when they fucking. Yeah. Good Lord. Hmm. Well, well, this is real evil. I mean, I think sometimes people don't like quite think about that because most of us aren't truly evil people, you know, but some of these forces that we're up against are like truly Evil. Well, it's uh, it's the Hillary Hillary Clinton example, right? So they'll they'll do anything like that. Like they'd be like, "What? That wouldn't happen." It's like these are this is evil. And remember, evil is going to be charismatic. It's going to be charming. It's going to be smart, intelligent, like in a lot of cases, and it's going to be deceitful. You're going to fall. Like a lot of the best of us are going to fall for it, as we've seen over the past couple of years. Right. But what you said, Tommy, is absolutely spot on. Though they're they're going to deceive you. It's it's not going to come at yeah. you like this angry, roaring lion because you get scared. Yeah. They're going to yeah. come at you, you know, and that's the thing with like, um, you know, we were, we were talking about how it kind of, I don't know. Ah, fuck it. Move on. I don't, I don't want to go there because that's just going to take us down a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> but there, there, there's dark forces at work that are probably utilizing the forces that are involved in ritual and they've probably got it down to a science that is beyond my wildest imaginations because again if i was able to produce the results i was able to produce just kind of like messing around with some enochian chants and enochian chants and 
this and that. And like if the government's been looking at this stuff for 50, 60, 70, 80 years through MK Ultra and stuff like that, they, they I bet you anything, they they like have learned how to get into these other dimensions and speak with these entities. And well, and we don't probably... think people can do this, Tommy, because or, or not we, but because people can't fathom it. Right. And, and oh, since yeah. it's outside their realm of possibility, it's automatically bullshit. Right. Totally. And, and they've been so trained and programmed to think inside this little box that yep. anything outside that box breaks the programming. And that goes back again to what we were talking about before about being fucking smart. And 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 I like what you said, Tommy, you're like, man, I realized a lot of people that I thought were smart over the last couple of years have just proven to me that they're not. And and we have been fooled into believing what is smart because we've right. been indoctrinated to think that smart is educated, right? The more schooling you get, the smarter you are. When in case that's that's further from the truth because all you are is better indoctrinated, right? You're yeah. you're it makes no sense whatsoever that and and you see it. Who are all the people that are just pushing the narrative? They're all the smart people, yeah. right? Doctorate, oh. doctorate students, PhDs. I mean, not always. Sometimes you get the ultra brilliant that even though they went all through all that indoctrination, they still come out. But then they usually end up being fairly disenchanted with their education. They get know? shadow banned too. Any, any, anybody trying to talk yeah. that, that, you know what I'm saying? Any of the, the doctors oh, yeah. that we do have that are like, oh, hey, we might want to take a second look at this. What happens to them? They get shadow banned, man. They get taken right off the internet because they don't want us to know about that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? They, yeah, they really the don't... You've got so many brilliant experts coming forward at this, especially at this point, that, that, that all over the place, people are like that that are well, at this doubtful. point, it's like, too show me the evidence. Though. The damage has already been done. It is too late. That's, it, that's yes. the yeah. fucking problem is that, hey, that is where problem. were these same fucking people two years ago? Now, granted, a lot of them were trying to talk and were being heavily silenced. Yeah. Now the mainstream's starting to let little cracks out through their dam. But motherfuckers, they put us through this operation for three years. I mean, yeah. it, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. How the many millions of people's of lives yeah. have been affected by this? And and, yeah. and I'm not talking directly just from uh, you know, medical procedures that they took, experimental ones. I'm talking about the kids that are, you know, developmentally retarded because they didn't get to go to school and interact with their friends like normally. The kids who are now damaged because they had to wear masks and their not only their linguistic skills, but their social skills are forever damaged because of it. The kids who, you know, and none of that damage is is thought about because we're just looking at the headlines that right. show us the physical damage. There's going to be mm -hmm. a long lingering psychological damage from this that we're not going to see for another 10 to 15 years. Well, what okay. you're seeing, what what I think is real interesting is the infant's that were born in like 2020, 2021, yep. when all these people, I mean, when you're a, when you're a baby, the, like back to the times that you don't remember, your brain was looking at people's facial expressions and analyzing, like you're downloading data as a child. And so what, speak, what do right? people do to babies in like grocery stores, right? You're always smiling <laughs> at them, right? Yeah, you're yeah, doing stupid so shit cute. to them. You know, it makes you smile. Yeah, and you're and they you're couldn't see to make any of that shit because you were wearing a fucking diaper on your face. Right. So you wonder if um 
2030 is just like some total bullshit and it's really like 2060 2070 where the stuff's really going to start going on where the the like enslavement of humanity is going to happen i do believe that it's going to happen at some point well they have security 2040 out there right it's an operation so yeah you never know i, I, know, I i'm done with the fucking dates anybody that that gives you a date and says they know what they're talking about they're full of shit right Right. It's just interesting, man. Like you got to wonder what, like when these kids that are born in 2020, when they're 20 years old, it's going to be what? 2040. Right. So when these, when these kids are adults and they're the, the strong ones, that's a scary thing. That's a scary idea that these kids that just didn't have a normal upbringing at all by any standard, they're going to be the ones that are like the powerful ones, the strong ones. They're going to be the leaders and the, the ones that are like moving society forward Man, they're just going to listen to what government says at that point because they had this really fucked up primitive years. Like the the zero to six month is is so important, and then like you have another really important time from like five to eight. That's where my son was. My son was was in that range during COVID. Yeah, really. And you know he was in. uh, It was first grade when they shut shit down on him. So it's and you know luckily. You know, he's a he's a strong kid, you know, and he's mentally pretty, pretty smart. So he's but even with him, man, I I see it in him sometimes. There's that, you know, he's got a leg up because he's got a dad and a mom. I mean, he's got a relationship with both of his parents. A lot of kids don't have that, dude. So if there's one parent missing or something like that. Oh, it's huge, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. So, yeah, your, your kid's already ahead just because he's got two parents that care about him. But I see in him areas where it has impacted him, you know, and it's like it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to take a while to, to repair that or or fix that norm, get it back to the way it was. And I don't think you're going to at this point. I think it's one of those where you're going to have to work around it. Yeah, totally. My daughter, my daughter is going to be seven this year. Um, and like she she totally had to experience all that fuckery dude she had to experience all that fuckery of doing everything online um i i tried to combat that as much as i could with other people that were parents that knew that this shit was kind of just all a bunch of goofy stuff you know so i tried to get her as much like a as much like interaction as i could but in the same breath it was it was really hard cuz a lot of people they didn't want to uh they didn't want to you know I mean, how dare I, you know, now how did your daughter respond to it? Did she, you know, understand what was going on to an extent? I I mean, I I don't expect her to understand the deep, but did she understand why things were happening the way they were? Or was it a little beyond her understanding at that point? Um, She was like a lot. She was scared. Honestly, she was really freaked out about getting sick. And I just as much as I could, like, I, you know, I, I'm not one to be just like, I'm red pilling the fuck out of my daughter. But I was trying to be like, Hey, check it out. Um, this is probably just a common cold. It says that when it, that if you get sick, it's going to be fine. Um, we're not going to take anything that they say that we have to take. Like you're not getting any shots. You're not getting anything like that. You know, um, no if we tests. get sick, get the yeah, fuck yeah. Out of here with your tests. Yeah, exactly. I said, if we get sick, we're going to get sick and we're going to go home and just be sick. And then we're going to be fine. And, and that's exactly what happened. And now she is a lot more, uh, she is a lot more like back into the groove of uh, living a normal life. Like when it really was going down and it was happening and they had us on lockdown and stuff. 
my daughter was scared. She was freaked out. She didn't, you know, it, and, and and like, God damn them, dude. God damn them for that shit. Like how, how fucking dare you put fear in my little girl? You know what I'm saying? Like for what? Yeah. For and what? for what? Literally for what? you like, I'm fine. She's fine. You know, we've never, we haven't gotten any shots. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing that we need to worry about. She was fine. She, she was fine the whole fucking time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they could have, they could have pulled off this operation and not fucked with the kids. But that was part of the operation was to damage them and to teach them to be submissive. Literally. What, what, what do you guys think about that new, like uh, how Gates kind of came out saying that there's going to be this new pandemic that's seriously just going to affect the children. Like nope. that shit's, you know, nope. I don't buy any of it. I think it's all fucking fear porn. You know, yeah. I think they're just trying to scare the fuck out of people to yeah. get the next one, you know, because and hey, they can try it. It's just it's it's nonsense at this point. They're just trying to scare the shit out of people because they have a little bit of life left, you know. Well, they're trying to harness that energy. Yeah. Man, Bill Gates, Bill Gates doing all this nice stuff for all of us should just be able to walk down the street with zero bodyguards. You know what I mean? He should be able to just walk right Dude. down the street. How about the classic anyone. pie in the face? I know he uh-huh. had bodyguards and people were attacking him when he didn't have bulked up security. So it's just interesting that, you know, him and Klaus Schwab and all these people are doing so many nice things for all of us. But they need to have like 5000 armed fucking guards and shit when they're doing their most recent Davos meeting and shit. Pretty dogs. That man. doesn't make sense to me, man. If you're if you're helping us out, why do you need all that? Why do you need fucking like a a small army to protect you here? Yeah, I love this clip. And I mean, this should happen to any of these people. Fauci needs a pie in the face. Well, this guy was this guy was ahead of his time. This guy was ahead of his time. Yeah, I've never Ooh. seen this. <laughs> oh, oh, got him. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. The look. Oh, he gets him again. <laughs> so this is back when they thought that they were actually like fine and like they they didn't need any uh you know help or, any, or support or anything. Man, it's just like, dude, that that should have been something else, man. It it's so been Game else. of Thrones right there, like walking down the street. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah, out in the tomatoes and shit. That's the way they should. Fuck these people, man. They all should be humiliated. Well, all, that's not enough, is what I'm saying. There's, all there these motherfuckers that. that push this shit, knowing that they were lying. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. It's going to be war, dude. It's literally going to be war when the shit really starts to pop off. When it really starts to pop off and people start actually, because we're, we're kind of getting there now. You know, we see died suddenly. We see all these awesome documentaries of people talking about like the shit that's actually going on. And we see the suppressed VAERS report. We see all of this shit that's going on, man. Pretty soon. But who's going to do what, Bo? I don't I don't see anybody doing shit. Dude, um honestly like if my like my dad had to force forcefully get vaccinated, you know what I'm saying? Uh and if my dad died suddenly, it'd be fucking Waco, dude. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. I would I would lose my shit. I would lose my shit. Like yeah, and, but that's, that's not, my pops. The problem is that's not going to solve anything, right? It's just yeah, going to make person. your life worse and everybody around you whereas you know, like I'm in the same boat, right? Like they, they did my whole family basically had it as taken it, whether it was for work or for, um, you know, having to be able to travel or some bullshit excuse that they've taken it. And it's like, you know, I feel the same way. My mom's already had heart issues, uh, from it. 
And it's one of those things that it's like, well, you know, I can get pissed, but what am I going to do really? I mean, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's going to take the collective. It's more than like one or two of us getting mad to, to, to do anything about this. And at this point we've seen their track record. There is zero accountability for any fucking thing they do. Right. So why now? Right. Because right. Like, they make the laws that would have to get them. them. They make the laws that would have to get themselves arrested. Yeah. So they're not going to arrest themselves. Yep. Well, arresting them, I don't think would do anything anyways. Like yeah, and, and, killing and, them's not going to do anything either. You know, and then it's going right. to turn the, the tide against the people who are in the right right now. You know, so violence isn't going to I don't see that as a viable option either, because that's going to counter the narrative and just say, oh, look at these crazy, violent yeah. anti-vaxxers. Right. That's what it's going to be labeled as. And then then you lose the public opinion. And that's we're we're finally getting to a point where the public opinion, the pendulum swaying, starting to sway back to to like you're saying. So people in the public are seeing it. And and if something, you know, they want something like a mass shooting over vaccinations or something like that. So it'll swing the pendulum back because we're yeah. getting there. We're making momentum. And I think you just got to ride it out and keep pushing, you know, keep letting people see it. The slow drip is going to win. Everybody right. wants this immediate, you know, you know, the, the wave, the red wave, some onslaught of, of, of redemption. It's not going to fucking happen. It's no, not at all. Happen. Not at all. And, and like, when, when it comes to a political stance, I don't think that like, when, when you look at it, like, like you said, with like the red wave, like, yeah, a lot of people are kind of hoping for that. But I, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, they're two heads of the same snake, brother. Like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't fuck with any politics, dude. I've never mm -hmm. voted a day in my life. Honestly, well, as much as I rant about politics, I've never voted in my life. I don't think that that shit will ever affect anything. I think I'm just, -doop -doop, and they'll be just like, well, fuck you, Bo. If you want this, fuck you. We don't really care. We have already selected the next to go. And like, when I, when I say like, uh, I mean, I'm not encouraging violence in any way, shape or form, but like, I do believe that when it really kind of comes down to it and when we experience like the fall that i honestly am kind of scared that we are going to experience uh i i, I do kind of think it's going to be like anarchy man i think that they're going to hightail it out either to mars or somewhere else and uh <laughs> and uh uh then we're all going to be left to kind of fend for ourselves or or, or work among ourselves and like hey I man we'll be fine if that happens that's if what i'm saying politicians were to leave that's the best case fucking literally thing <laughs> like please just go go get the fuck <laughs> go out. to mars go, go, to go somewhere to mars, else dude. they can go all go to their God. fucking underground bunkers i will live up here in whatever cesspool they leave behind but fuck them if we can get rid of them you will see things change they are the problem there's one problem in this world and it's the fucking people in charge people and they're not doing the work they're not actually doing the work that's something that when people get all freaked out well what if what if they fall apart and the system falls apart and the elites fall apart like what are we going to do what are we... but it's like but they're not the ones who are delivering the packages for amazon they're not the ones who are fulfilling the orders they're not the ones who are i mean like it's actually the people who are already doing all the work anyway so it's like the infrastructure is already there Basically. Aren't those people that, I mean, I hate to bring this up, but aren't those people that deliver the packages for Amazon part of the problem too, because they're feeding this beast system. I know that they're just trying to like put food on the table for their families. The Walmart workers, the, the fucking IRS, the H and R block workers, right? Aren't these people part of the problem? The police. Oh yeah. The yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Kind of. Oh dude, you want to, you want to well, see the yeah. best check this shit out. So remember how we had our wonderful Russiagate 
Well, it turns out one of the FBI agents involved in the Trump-Russia probe was indicted for violating Russia's sanctions and essentially colluding with Russia. He's fake a spy. News. Oh. This is yeah. fake. This is impossible. How does this happen, right? I mean, come yeah. on. Right. So... A former <laughs> FBI official involved in the investigation of Trump's campaign possible ties to Russia was charged Monday for violating sanctions on behalf of a Russian oligarch sanctioned by the U.S. government. Mm, Charles McGonigal, who led oh, the FBI God. counterintelligence division in New York, is accused of violating U.S. sanctions on behalf of Oleg Deripaska, a Russian aluminum magnate with close ties to Vladimir Putin. Oh, he's friends with the devil. Oh man, no. if you're dealing with a guy named Oleg, jeez, dude, you're 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 some, and he's a fucking Mick. He's an Irish motherfucker. Fuck this guy, dude. He said he allegedly received two hundred twenty-five thousand from a former Russian's intelligence officer while he was employed by the FBI. So all you people out there who think the FBI is so squeaky fucking clean, here you go. <laughs> Does anyone think the FBI is clean these days? Oh, dude, there's people that the still believe Christopher that Ray? shit. They're like, they would never do that. What are you talking about? I'm like, the yeah. FBI is the biggest terrorist organization in the world. And I get comments up, down, and sideways. What are you talking about? Just look at Christopher Ray. I mean, the, the fucking director right now. Is, is, look at J Edgar Hoover. I mean, like, look at these people. You know what I mean? These these people that have led the FBI since its inception are... Do y'all you remember hearing about Sacha Baron Cohen, the guy who played Ali G, Borat, Borat Bruno, did, yeah. about how when he was doing one of his characters... He was puzzled about this. You can find the news article about this. He was puzzled because he ended up doing one of his fake characters and method acting and interviewing this guy in, I think, Las Vegas. And the guy, like, in, like offered him, like, this CP, you know, like, underage type list of people, like, like a sex trafficking ring, basically. And he and his whole crew got this all on tape. They got the release form signed. So they were able to take all this footage. And they submitted it over to the FBI. This is like 10 plus years ago. And to this day, Sacha Baron Cohen said, the FBI has done nothing with this. This was literal proof of a sex trafficking ring. Why have they done nothing with this? Another thing about that is like all the stuff that's been confiscated from probably Jeffrey Epstein. People are like, why don't they release the client list? Why don't they release the tapes and stuff like this? Because whoever confiscated it obviously is using those tapes and that blackmail for the same powers and reasons that... Epstein was. Why would they give that kind of stuff up? You know, they'd be using mm. it as blackmail, you know, themselves with this yeah, kind of man. stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting, man. It, it depends how far deep you want to go down into all this stuff. But, it's unfortunate that the system that we all have, um, we're all part of it, man. We all, we all feed this B system, dude. Like, yeah, it's tough. Like, even though we're, I can, I'm sure that all four of us are honest people. You know what I mean? But we still feed this very corrupt system with mm -hmm. our tax dollars, with our employment. Um, you know, with I recently energy. got out of the yep with with the what Matt with our energy. You know, we just didn't. Yeah, we, we are part of the battery that keeps this thing going. Yeah, I mean, dude, I love I love watching sports. That feeds into it. I mean, all this stuff feeds into it, man. Your yeah. your data, you you just by you having a cell phone and having a social media platform of some kind or a podcast. You're feeding into it all, man. And there's yeah. no there's no easy answer. Um, it can be used as a weapon to, uh, you know, educate people and, and whatnot. But, dude, it, it, there's no easy way out of this whole thing. And it's just going to be uh, it's going to be a real interesting. Uh, we need a reset of some kind, but it's just not the reset that they want. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next 20, 30, 40 years. And I'm going to be too old to fight at that point. So 
whatever happens, let it happen. But hopefully there's some fucking tough men and women out there that can actually do something about it, man. When I'm fucking 60 years old and, you know, not able to do much. It's going to be interesting. That's why we got to raise good kids. That's our only hope. Man. That's the only hope is to is the next generation, because all it takes is one generation and everything can change. We got we got to stop the state from raising our kids. Yep. Honest, honest to God, we got to stop our stop the state, man. You know, I already get and, into it with my and, daughter, dude. <laughs> I already Bo, get into it. And the Black Mirror. Right? Yes, so that's what I was going to say, dude. Those is, are the two things that are are programming our children more than anything. It's the Mr. indoctrination Beast system of education. Your, What's Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast teaches your kids more than anything that they learn from any fucking teacher. You yeah. know, fucking Logan Paul, Jake Paul, these types of people teach your kids more. And they interact with your kids more than any teacher that your kids ever had. Yeah. But yeah, my the son, Black Mirror, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. My son, if I let him, he would sit on the couch all day and watch YouTube and just get up to, you know, go to the bathroom, maybe get something to eat. Like it's like a serious dopamine thing with these kids. And yeah. for kids with parents who just, you know, ignore them it's going to be a huge issue down the road. I mean, these kids are just addicted to the, to videos and there's no creativity. That's the thing it's, and that's what drives me nuts about my son sometimes is that, and and I get it. He's an only child. So it's a little different, but it's like, go figure it out, go find something to do. Right. I can't tell you what to do all the time. Go, go figure something out, go in your room and figure it out. And Didn't you get him into a uh, jujitsu or wrestling yeah. or something, Matt? Yeah, then, he, like... does, he does sports. You know, he does. I make sure he does either a sport or an activity every season, you know, or like uh, drawing or something when they're bored instead of something like that. Obviously, reading is kind of boring for a kid, but dude, like drawing is fun. Like, yeah, that's a good thing. That's it. my daughter. My daughter draws a lot, and I very much so encourage that. Um I don't like she doesn't have like any tablets or anything. I don't I, I don't really let her get on anything that she could access YouTube freely from Um, because I'm sketched out about YouTube and like Elsa gate type shit. But it's so I, tough with a girl, too. I bet. Yeah, dude. I don't have any. So kids, hard, dude. I cannot imagine having a it's girl so in hard, 2023. Dude. She gets so pissed at me sometimes because she wants to play Roblox. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to. You know, you can't play Roblox. I, I let her play Minecraft. You know what I'm saying? On single player. Because it, I, I like Minecraft. When I was a kid, I played Minecraft. I believe it helped hone my creative ability. Um, and I'll like, I'll be, I'll get in the game with her, play a little bit of Minecraft, show her how I build my castle, and then she'll go out and build the castle exactly the same. And she's really good at it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I've kind of tried to combat like the, uh, like that, that, that type of shit. Like she don't know who Mr. Beast is. She like, there's only so much I can shelter her from, though. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't let her. Uh, be going on YouTube and stuff, but then she goes to school and she hears all sorts of stuff about like Huggy Wuggy. Like she, had, there was a whole thing going on about how uh, all the kids at her school were talking about Huggy Wuggy, and that's fear mongering shit. They, they find it on that? YouTube. It's like it's like a, it's like a it's so some some of the uh, videos and stuff on YouTube. They uh, it says it's for kids, but then it turns out there's like scary fucking shit inside of it. And Huggy Wuggy is mm-hmm. like this doll thing, and it comes and kills the kids, evidently. <laughs> That's what that's what the videos say. So oh. there was the whole thing going on at her school where her kid, where the kids there were talking about Huggy Wuggy and how they were scared of it. But she ain't never heard of it because she never played Roblox and she never got on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And right. like, but yeah, that was a thing going on there for a while, man. And it's a, 
Yeah, it's 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 one of those internet creepypasta things, kind of similar to like Slenderman that kind right, of right. gets into the brains of children. And I I mean, I was victim of that type of stuff too when I was a kid. I, I would read stuff online and it would get me all scared. She's talking about how uh, <laughs> some of the kids there they, they don't want to go to the bathroom alone. You know what right. I'm saying? Because they're scared of Huggy Wuggy. And I'm I'm just telling her like you, you got to be worried about Huggy Wuggy. He's not coming for you. And if he does, I'll whoop his ass. Right. You know, well, that, dude, do you guys remember Brian Peppers as a kid? Brian Peppers, you guys remember that guy? No, no, it, I don't know. You might have not seen it, Matt. I don't know how old you guys are, but back in like shit, it was like 20, like 2007, 2008, there was this like creepy fucking image of this guy named Brian Peppers, and I don't even think it was a real guy, but supposedly like this rapist, oh, and shit. uh. Yeah, check, dude. Yeah, check this guy out, man. What? That's him, dude. He's the scariest. Thanks. Thank you. Stream this Brian guy, Pepper's supposedly... music. I've never seen this. What yeah. the hell? So it was. It, it's. It reminds me of one of those things of like Huggy Wuggy. It sounds like there's. I look at look at who's right next to him. That cop that fucked the whole uh, squad. Yeah, down that in, that, in the related. Yeah. But dude, this Brian Peppers guy, he's like uh supposedly this was a real guy and they were saying like this was a convicted like pedophile and he raped a bunch of chicks. I don't even think it was a real dude, but it was someone that like a lot of us were like just creeped out about as uh okay, so I guess this was a real person. He's a Scorpio, okay. <laughs> 4 1 124 centimeters tall. Uh 1 million to 5 million. Dang, where'd he get his money? Damn. <laughs> I don't know. For an ugly fuck, he's got some cash. That's right. It is believed eight... that Brian was left at an unknown woman's doorstep by his parents shortly after his birth. <laughs> what? What the Dude, it's a wild story, man. Like it, it's it goes back to like the rotten.com days and stuff like that. Like the uh you know, like it, it's just it's strange. But yeah, Damn, this guy that's pretty real. I guess it is, man. I I grew up and I never really looked into it. I and I just kind of thought back to it like a couple days ago, and uh, thought this was one of those like fake internet scary story things, like you said, like Slenderman, like uh, what was the one you just mentioned, Bo? Huggy Wuggy is a big Huggy one on Wuggy. YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but apparently, this I guess this guy's fucking real. Uh, oh yeah, it says convicted of gross sexual imposition in Lucas County, Ohio, in 1998. Well, there you go. I thought he was. Oh fake. man, no! Brought because of excessive drinking. <laughs> Brian Peppers just fucking smashed, walking down the street with a bottle. God damn! Where do you make this? Where do you make this one to five mil? See, I, I yeah, I right, exactly. Deep there state. Might be, was there he might like be viral? Was he viral online while he was alive, and maybe got some? Dude, I don't think so, man. I, I really don't think no? so. I, I again, I thought he wasn't even a real person. What's his? Uh, oh yeah, I guess yeah. Brian Peppers. Yeah. It's no, that, that's a real person. Yeah, I guess I'm like net, celebrity net worth, and they wouldn't have that stuff on there if you can't look that picture. Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Yo, his date of birth. <laughs> I don't Brian think he's Peppers. real, honestly. I really don't think he's real. No, I think look at that, that date of birth. It says 2018. There's no yeah, way. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's real. Profession. Age What's his four. profession? <laughs> profession at the top. 
Miscellaneous. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's real. Dude, look at his tags. Death, genetics deformity, mental disability, <laughs> sex offender, uncommon look. <laughs> right. What a shitty way to go down in history. <laughs> Dude, Dude, this guy had is... like my whole high school terrified though, man. Oh, that is a fucking... Wow. Who is Brian Peppers? That's a great t-shirt. <laughs> yeah man Dang. i need him fucking make a shirt like that now yeah, dude that's it. brilliant Get on that it's a solid oh, solid design <laughs> so dude. let that fucking uh stew in your mind before you go to bed brian oh, yeah give brian a good look over before you go to sleep let me know how you how that night goes <laughs> um another side of what you guys were talking about with the social media and kids and not letting them in this and that there are some parents like a good friend of mine is a single mother she sometimes literally just because of her jobs she has to work plus all the other things she does not have time to tend to her daughter over every last minute and she's tried her best to like really filter what her daughter sees and either way with like a really limited old out-of-date ipad her daughter just in her little free time that she got to go play on ipad between ages eight and 10 managed to get 1.2 million followers. And she sent it to me. And I was like, she has over 275 million views total. And she, she hasn't released her name, doesn't use her voice. It's just these animations that are popular with some weird cartoon. The kids her age is into, she's like 11, 12 years old right now. And I was like, wait, 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 are you serious? And she sent me her channels. And I was like, what you got over a million followers and your mom doesn't even know about this. She's like, no, and I was like, what? So you have these kids. And then I've also seen like in the NFT world, kids that are like 12 years old, 13 years old, selling pieces for like tens of thousands of dollars. So more and more. Which is then, illegal. Yeah. And but you get more and more like this stuff with uh, how they're like allowing kids to get, you know, the mm, without having to get their parents permission and getting like sex change without their parents. Permission. It's almost like it, it almost bringing Aleister Crowley's prophecy of 1904, the Aeon of Horus, that this would be a time of like where the child would really come into power almost brings it to light because kids, there could be a kid like my friend's daughter who's got 1.2 million followers. Her mom doesn't even know. She's got this huge account already on OpenSea, which is really popular. She just can sell her art at this point as NFTs and make a whole living for herself before she's even even 18 years old. She didn't even need, need a job or need a college education. She's You're already right. got 1.2 million right. followers just making simple animations. And there's kids that are going to emerge like this. And you better believe there's going to be kids that are going to emerge as like computer whiz beyond wild geniuses and i've often thought like a scenario of like a second coming would be like a young child that was just an incredible whiz with the computer and at age like eight is able to hack into all the computer systems and do crazy stuff and and you know you could see something like that happen like a rogue 12 year old who's some genius with computers completely messing up government systems or you know screwing up our what the way the airplane did does anybody know why the airplanes went down by the way <laughs> why they put those airplanes down was that ever uh, no dude that's such a weird thing um yeah that was strange we i talked about we talked about on one debaters on uh, about uh, one of the airlines because they took they basically instead of taking their uh money their covid money and investing it in their uh, operation, you know, their systems, they gave it to their shareholders. So it was something like $5 billion that they could have reinvested in the company. Mm -hmm. Instead, they gave it to the shareholders and their system shit the bed on them. Now, whether you believe that or not, I'm, 
50-50 on that, yeah. even that excuse. So well, I think- kid, kids have more power these days, just to wrap up earlier. Kids have more power these days than ever before. When I was a kid, my dad would like, you know, like do a whoop. The things my dad would do that were just for standard whooping when I was a kid. Now, like a parent could get put in jail for that sort of stuff. And kids know this these days. I, I was with my ex for six years and she had a daughter. And like, by the time the child was like eight or nine, she realized if I scream loud enough, I can get the cops called on these two, my, you know, my superiors and have them hauled away to jail. And it's a, it's a real scary thing. Uh, kids, parents cannot discipline their children in any sort of the way that my parents were able to discipline me. My grandpa broke a acoustic guitar over my dad's head when he was a kid, you know, and that was just like, well, that's not okay either. There's got to be a fine line where the kid has to know, and there has to be a good relationship with the kid and their parents to where they don't want to get their parents arrested because yeah, maybe, maybe the kid will like embarrass the parents and they'll go to jail. But then, hey, guess where you're going, motherfucker? You're going to foster care, and that's not a fucking right. pretty system. So, like, oh like there has to be a fucking relationship there, and it can't be this idea of the village raises the kid. It has to be the parents raise the fucking yeah. kid. And it's they're my, it's my responsibility, you know. And whether until you, know, you die, dude, it is yeah. like even and when the kid, like my dad, tells me this all the time, man. Like even though I'm fucking thirty, almost thirty two, my dad says he has nightmares all the time of something bad happening to me. And I, I don't understand that. I'm like, dad, I'm fine. Like, don't worry about me. Yeah. But you don't have a kid, right? I know. You know? I don't and understand that's the thing. Once, once you have your own, you, you know, as a parent, you put your child's life ahead of yours and right. it's, it's life changing, you know? And that's what I, before I had my son, I I've, you know, I've been coaching kids my whole life and I, you know, I have a connection with children. I, 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 really value them. And I think they are our future. So they need to be led in a good way. And it wasn't until I had my son that it changes. There's something that happens when your offspring comes out and is now in the world that that overtakes anything, you know, related to yourself, even I mean, I I would, you know, obviously put his well being over mine any day. Yeah. And, and Tommy, I didn't mean to cut you off, man. I just think that, uh, you know, it's interesting the the idea that kids are getting more and more power and that's like a Crowleyan idea. Um, man, it's scary. I, I don't think that kids deserve any power at all. I, you know, they, they deserve the power over their own bodies. Obviously that's always something every individual should have, but dude, like but is that kids are... power or is that manipulation? I think that's no, no, I'm more saying on power. The... I'm saying power over their own bodies. Like if they don't want, something to go on like if like obviously a kid should be able to defend themselves or speak up for themselves if they're being abused right Right. that's always that's a that's a given that's the extent that i'm talking about it at i'm not saying that they should be able to fucking like you know yeah i want to cut my dick off and i'm 12 years old that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying like that that is manipulation well no even what they shouldn't be abused right the the threat of them calling the cops on you like oh yeah yeah. that's that's pure manipulation and like that's you know i i would never let that fly you know that's just something that i've been you know we've ingrained in our son that listen dude you you are ours, you know, like you're our responsibility until you're 18. And then at that point you can do whatever you want, but you're still my responsibility till the day I die. Um, they're, they're totally setting them up for that type of man, man, uh, manipulation too. Like, I don't, uh, going back to like how Ryan was talking about 
if you're 12 years old, you want to get your dick cut off. That's not a good thing. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, uh, but we we're, we're seeing things like I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, but it was uh, basically um, inside of a school. I can't I, I don't even know what, where the school was, but it was in a red state, of course. Um, and basically what it was is that these kids were getting handed out these pamphlets that were like these LGBTQ plus pamphlets that were like had a discord server attached to it. And it was like, hey, if you guys are in fear of this, this, this or this with your parents not accepting you, um, you can go to this discord server and then we can take you to a disclosed location where you're safe. Mm, so they're yeah, they're manipulating yeah. these children who who they're already because of. The stuff like I remember my mom freaking out saying stuff about, oh, there's growth stunting hormones inside of the milk and there's growth stunting this inside of the that like growth stunting mom. You we ain't got to worry about that anymore. What we got to worry about is the shit that's going to uh, and I, I'm not trying to sound ignorant, but literally feminize you as a man like shit that it's breaking down your ability to produce testosterone and uh, breaking down your ability to basically think for yourself. Like you got the florida floor fluoridation floor. I can't really speak big words. Fluoridation in the water and stuff. And that's gonna be that's gonna be breaking down, you know, our our ability to think for ourselves. It's gonna be breaking down the ability to free think. Um oh and Ryan, the last podcast that we were on, we were talking about that uh website. It's ewg.org slash tap yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it, man. That's, that's it. I found Matt- it. Matt, I think, was the one that showed me that website. Yeah, we, yeah. we looked at it a couple times on Master Debaters, where you, it tells you the different uh, chemicals that are in your water. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We it was uh, it was on the tavern, the talk at the tavern, the uh, a while ago, and we were we were all really getting into it. And it was like none of us could actually remember exactly what it was, but then, um, yeah, later later I I found it and I was like, oh my god, that's right. My mind was blown. That's well, the dude, one. That's it. You know, and and that's not an ignorant statement to make, Bo, is like, you know, men, men, you know, will lose their testosterone like that. that that's this toxic masculinity statement bullshit where it's like, you know, people are, are you know, if you want to fight and, you know, get in a fight over something when somebody wrongs you, uh, that's toxic masculinity. The problem with a, a man not producing enough testosterone and starting to produce estrogen is that's when a man gets cancer. If a man has too much estrogen, or a woman for that matter has too much estrogen, you're going to also have fucking cancer too. Like that's when men get breast cancer and shit. Like it's not it's not any kind of like uh, men are better than women type talk at all. It's right. just a simple fucking fact that men are different than women. That's what it is. It's like if a female starts producing too much testosterone, there's health risks there too. Um, men can also produce too much testosterone so yeah dude no it's not ignorant to say like you know uh, you know men shouldn't be uh producing more estrogen or less testosterone it's just like dude fucking nature kind of has it right like nature created men to be men and women to be women and then science this new religion of these elites are coming in and they're trying to make us all baphomet they're all trying to make us equal female equal man in all of us so we're androgynous. We don't have a fucking penis or a vagina. Dude, Matt, you missed a fucking uh, a fucking chat over at uh, Talk at the Tavern. Fucking Thomas and uh, Nate from Reality Czars were doing their uh, AI designs. I saw a Biden hermaphrodite, and it was terrifying. So, like, this is what the shit that they're trying to make us into. Dude, a Biden. You know what's scary is I, you know, I go to the gym every day, and there are people in there that I look at them and I can't tell what they are. 
Literally. That's what all the big actors are. Literally. Timothy Chalamet. What the fuck is that thing? Tim- they Timothy have Chalamet? Tits and some of them have a penis, but they, they are males, but they have so much estrogen in their body, they have actual tits. You can well, see it in the younger that- generation. You can see it like everywhere. Everywhere. Do you guys remember you can see it. from Mad TV? Pat, you don't know if it's a man or a woman. No, it was Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Was that Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Yeah. It's Pat. Yeah. Dude, that's what all these things are. It's Pat. That was a joke back then. And now this is like reality, dude. You'll be walking by. You don't know whether to call something sir, ma'am. Well, it's funny you say that because at my at my son's jujitsu class on Tuesday night, uh, because he's with my ex, I I drive down there and just to watch him. And I was talking with her and I'm like, one of the people that dropped off their kids I go, I go to her, I go, what do you think that is? And she's like, oh, that's definitely a woman. I'm like, well, I'm like, yeah, but look, it has ma- male hips. Like, I get it, but it has male hips. It's got breasts. It's got a male haircut, you know, traditional male haircut. And you can't, I cannot tell. I'm still stumped as to what it is. And it's just, it's common these days that like, you cannot tell the difference and I don't <laughs> know if that's, you know, obviously it's part of their thing with all the shit they're putting in our food, but at what cultural point breakdown it, too. Yeah. Well, and there's a ritual back, back to the ritual stuff that's embedded in all this stuff. That's a big aim of a lot of different esoteric elements of like Hinduism of magic and stuff is this whole like hermaphrodite idea that you're making union within yourself with the moon and the sun within yourself and the Shiva and the Parvati within yourself and the left and the right and the feminine aspect of yourself with the male aspect of yourself. There's like, with like you said, with the Baphomet, like that hermaphrodite thing is like that transgenderism is a big part of whatever is going on right now. And I think I read somewhere, I heard on some podcast that that's something that has kind of been a hallmark of certain civilizations coming to their end, that at the end yeah. of certain civilizations, you see a lot of transgenderism. Um, which and I just think the, is kind of the animal aspect is popping in there too, right? With the furries, oh, and all the furry. these people. Exactly. Oh, There's fuck the, the furries. Fuck yeah, the furries. Yeah, that whole animal thing, and like everyone's like, Dude, like they're a cat. I saw. I was in the, the <laughs> grocery store on on Saturday, I think, and I'm fucking sitting there waiting at the deli counter, and this asshole, he's got to be about you know 60 years old, comes over fully masked, but not only does he have a mask. He has a mask that looks like a dog's snout, and it has a little red pom-pom where the nose would be. I'm like, you fucking creep. Not only do you have that fucking diaper on your face, but on top of it, you're now furrying it up a little bit. And like, so cringe. Those people should be pointed and laughed at. I did. Like they sh- I was laughing, good. like out loud, laughing at him, looking at him and laughing. Like he wouldn't make eye contact. Obviously, he was one of those. But yeah, I'm, I was, vi- I, and that's my reaction now, is just laugh at them because it's like, dude, are you serious? It's natural selection, dude. I am an advocate for bullying, man. We've talked about this so many times, Matt. <laughs> oh no, I'm with you. Should be bullied if yeah. you're a fucking freak and you want to embrace that freak inside you. You should be bullied, man, because society isn't held up by cat people and fucking furry freaks like this. It's held up by men and women. If ever, if all of us were gay, hey, you know, if our if our parents were gay, if our ancestors were gay, I don't think we'd be here having this conversation because humans would be extinct. It takes a man and a woman to make society continue going yeah. on. 
Um, I'm not per se against homosexuality. I think it's weird as fuck. I don't understand it. And I say that all the time. This is me saying it, not Matt. This isn't like, you know, the great deception saying it's totally just me. It's fucking weird, man. Homosexuality is weird as fuck. I understand people have the, the choice to to do these things. Um, but, you know, thank a thank. A, there, there's a shirt I saw where it says, like, thank a uh, heterosexual that you're alive today because yep. you wouldn't be fucking alive if everybody was fucking. And gay Rye, like what does this oil all boil down to? People have too much fucking free time. Right. There's no struggle and in no life. struggle. Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. no struggle exactly. whatsoever. You can go through life soft as fuck, never challenging yourself. And that's how the the twinks happen. Right. Literally. They and never the bears, have and the bears. No, but I'm yeah, I'm saying like the ultra soft, like never have to touch anything. And that's like there there's high school and I, they're not even gay. They're just soft individuals now. Like I was coaching high school kids for a while. I gave up d- dealing with them anymore because I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. If you tried to push them, they just collapse because they were babies. so fucking they were charm and soft. That's and it's true. like, dude, I can't I can't deal with you anymore. Like you guys like I'm supposed to be able to to push you a little bit and and physically challenge you. And nope, as soon as you did, they shut the fuck down. Yeah. Ryan, I like how you said that earlier, too, about like the whole the with like bullying and stuff, you know, um, like so I dude, I wear like punk vests, right? I wear punk vests. I love punk vests. I make punk vests. I make a bunch of punk clothing. Um, A lot of the shit that I wear all, you know, a lot like I'll get weird looks from people. It'll be offensive to some people. But in my eyes, like and I did that all through school, too. It was like in my eyes, I was like building character to myself. You know what I'm saying? I'd throw on something that they didn't like. Shit, you'd get attention for it. You get, hey man, fuck you for wearing that. And I'd be like, oh fuck you too. Exactly. And yeah, it like helps if you build if that. you if you like that vest that you're wearing and someone makes fun of it, fuck, fuck you. Them. Fuck them. You know what I mean? And yeah, if you literally. Have the, if you have the balls also to say fuck you, I like wearing this. What the fuck is it doing to you? Fuck you. You're not sitting there saying, hey, my name is Bo. I made this vest and you have to like this vest that I made. My pronouns are are ZJ. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to get a patch that says fuck slash you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Dude, I'm going to have to make it custom. I'm I'm so tempted because my company that every couple months they, you know, send out a company wide email. Make sure you update your pronouns in your signature. And I'm just like, dude, I am so tempted to make my pronouns. Fuck you. And just see how long it takes before HR calls me. Dude, dude, King King God. I did that on LinkedIn for like a year. I just said King God. Or God and, bless. And because like, like women, know. women are always calling themselves goddesses and queens. What's and then you call yourself a king and a god as a man, and people are like, the nerve, who do you think you are? And it's like dude, women are misogynistic. I'm <laughs> a goddess, I'm a queen, I'm a goddess. It's like, well, then I'm a king. So I did my pronouns on LinkedIn for like a year plus as King Tommy Dimmel king god and and honestly no one complained i mean it it, it went it went well i'd I go like with that. a lowercase g i think uppercase g is a little abrasive oh yeah right? definitely no and it's obviously but it's it's just a ridiculous i don't know it's a wild thing I when keep, when words or weapons were in a yeah. shitty time you know things yeah, are seriously. really bad when violence is equated to words and speech I mean, yeah that's that's when you know shit's gotten bad that like, you know, cause 
who who does who do they really do those words really impact the the only one that they hurt are the people that have nothing else that can hurt them because they have all the resources they have all the wealth they have all the status so the only thing that can take them down from that is other people's negative opinion of them well and the words make people think and when people think that's the most dangerous thing that's why they shut down the bars and like all the hangout yeah. spots during covid why the um, fuck we're here right now? Because if they exactly. if they didn't shut that down, Quite I literally I would have been talking with people around my area. But since they locked it down, yeah. I had to start a fucking podcast. Quite fucking literally, dude. A lot of people started podcasts right around then, man. Like me and Brandon started uh, the first episode that we released was the fucking week that shit shut down. I think it was March fourth. Yeah, you guys were right before the COVID. Right then, and you know, because we were planning on doing it, and it just happened to work out. It was a hell of a time to start a conspiracy podcast, and it was just—it's interesting, man. It's interesting how that works out. And then your voice, instead of just getting out to the thirty drunk assholes in the bar, it's getting out to thousands and thousands of people. So it's interesting worldwide. And- how fucking crazy is that? There's people <laughs> yeah, across dude. the fucking world that listen to what we have to say. Was anybody covering Tartaria the mud flood before the pandemic? Yes. There were people covering that because it definitely yeah, blew Fomenko, up. Yeah, like... Fomenko's been on it for a long time. Okay. Um, and then there were different, like, it was kind of a, you know, a Gaia type topic at the time. Mm. It was it was pretty fringe, but it exploded uh, between 2018 and 2020. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It really did. Honestly, I, 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 I could second that, Tommy, too, because, like, I honestly, I didn't see anything about it until after but really honestly when i got extremely red-pilled like i'd always been a little bit red-pilled i'd have been dipping my toes into it you know um but when this shit all started going down with the pandemic and they were locking us down i was sitting there screaming it in the corner pretty soon they're gonna have a vaccine you can't tell me to stay home you guys got me fucked up i was out doing the most that entire time dude <laughs> you know what i mean this is crazy dude it was it was so wild but you know i i i kind of noticed that though too um really seeing an uprise in like tataria yeah. flood type stuff um and I, honestly if you're not somebody like and like myself i was kind of basically somebody before the uh before all this had went down with the covid lockdowns and everything i was basically just a dude that kind of dipped my toes in and i skimmed across it you know what i'm saying i was never as deep into it as i am now but you know that now that we got all this time on our hands, you know what I'm saying? We had a little right. bit of time to go research and figure some things out for sure. <laughs> the pandemic money ended up having the effect indirectly of making people a lot more aware of conspiracies and fringe right. topics and TikTok and the popularity of that and just kind of everyday people, you know, now you have them talking about have you heard about reptilians and David Icke, like yeah. grandmas yes. and stuff? Yes. And it's like, oh wow, you're watching that stuff. <laughs> yeah, when your mom starts people, asking you if you heard the latest Rogan, you know shit's right. gotten real weird. <laughs> right, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. And then you have some other people that just buried their heads in the sand further and they just said, you know, like, let's not talk about it. But like like Bo, what you were talking about about like your like the the style and shit that you have, like, you know, dressing a certain way and all that, how it might not be for certain people. That's like that whole culture of punk. It's like you go against the establishment, right? Like Correct. Yeah, there's there's a whole sector of people that say that they support that culture that are totally pro establishment. And they've been kind of like coerced into feeling a certain way because of groups like Rage Against the Machine. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. 
dude, all those groups, man. There, there's a lot of really big '90s bands and early 2000s bands that kind of acted like they had that image. That obviously, I mean, you, you said it yourself that you make these vests that you know they're not for everybody, but you like them. You're willing to fucking like. You know, if somebody says, dude, that shit's whack, you're like, dude, fuck you. Who the fuck? You know, like that's right. Yeah. There's other people out there that that will say that like that shit's violent to say that they don't like your vest. Yeah. Or they don't oh, yeah. like something that you're wearing. And those same people will sit there and say, like, hey, make sure you you get your vaccine. I think it was fucking Rage Against the Machine where dude, they're like, did you so take punk. Pfizer? Did no. you take? Let me hear it if you took Moderna. You know, yeah, and, no, and the no. crowd's yelling, and it's like, dude, how the fuck is this a punk concert? Those guys are fake punks, man. They literally, honestly, in my opinion, they're fake punks. Like, like, oh, they, they are for sure, dude. Mary, Mary Morello is a yep, fucking she, Tom she's Morello's a, mom. Yeah, Tom Morello's mom. Yeah, married to fucking one of Barack Obama's dad's friends, a Kenyan fucking politician. I mean, yeah, these they're are deep all. In it soft yeah pro-establishment people and tom morello is a harvard man also so yeah they make make those guys to get the stragglers you know what i'm saying right they make those guys to get the stragglers the people that are like not necessarily pro-establishment like you when you look at things that are like anti-establishment like we're talking like uh, anti-flag leftover crack you know what i'm saying like days and days like we have so many bands that are anti-establishment and like old folk punk and like old thrash punk you know, Gigi Allen, anti-establishment as fuck. Um, but, it, it, you know, in, in the same breath, like when it comes down to those guys, like in my opinion, they're there to catch the stragglers to be like, you know, fuck you. I don't do what you tell me. But then what are you doing, homie? Exactly what they tell fuck you. You do what they tell yeah. you. Yeah. It, yeah. Fuck yeah. me. Well, I'm doing what you tell me. <laughs> and and yeah, man, they don't let those uh, true anarchist type punk rocker people get to those high levels because the same like the politicians yeah. brothers own those record labels right you know what i mean so they're all it's all in the family so yeah, yeah man it's it's very interesting matt what the hell is this oh dude this is this is <laughs> gonna get us out of here this is a fucking hilarious it's these french guys these french comedians they made a song about what it is to be american okay and it is it's it's fucking hilarious dude Check this out. <laughs> more Canadian to me. We're something up better. Do you think it's better? We've been ducked up better. Can I get some turkey? I need more proteins. Can I get some whiskey? I could drink on some taste. Maybe I'm still hungry since this morning I need Like cheese and baguettes <laughs> Fried chicken, not a live chicken I prefer fried chicken Fried chicken inside my burger Not a live chicken because I love fried chicken Fried chicken Baby, I just love the taste of the chicken wings <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Obviously, these guys are not American because you can't get a fucking Sunday in McDonald's. Good luck. Well, they, uh, you can't even get the fucking McFlurry, which is their signature ice cream. What? You can't get anything. They never have ice cream. So how the fuck can you get? You can't get any Sundays. Nothing. Gentlemen, this Canadian has been tuxedos awesome. too. They, those are Canadian tuxedos that those yes. guys are wearing. Oh, it's dude, even... it was, it's brilliant. I, I laughed. It's one of those stupid, funny things. And I needed that for a Monday. So. Yeah, dude. around the horn let people know where they can find you let's get out of here tommy oh just like uh, tommy dimmel t-o-m-m-y d-i-m-m-e-l um on instagram you can find me there or linkedin also i posted a tremendous amount on linkedin of all platforms and yeah Excellent. at, at this you, point I, i'm in the i'm in the process of, of actually writing a piece and doing a few other things putting a youtube channel kind of back together and tiktok and all this so you're seeing me right at the beginning because now that I've moved back to Kansas City from California for the past eight years, I'm realizing, oh, my God, there's all this stuff to dig into with Kansas City. So I'm going to start devoting like the next few years to a lot of deep dives into Kansas City and making a lot of content with that, which is going to be coming up soon, which I'm very excited about. Keep us posted if you want to push it on here. Come on back. on. on yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love the show. Thank you so much for letting me come on. You guys are great. Thanks, man. Bo. <clears throat> all right so uh yeah uh, i have a podcast called anti-slave question and everything uh and you can basically find that anywhere that you guys listen to po well i'm on uh spotify and apple podcasts i'm actually working on porting it over to uh other things but if you search up anti-slave qe on spotify or on apple podcasts you'll find me and i also have an instagram and a tiktok at anti-slave qe and uh and a subreddit too with the r slash anti-slave qe oh and also i have um a discord that's popping off right now too and that's gonna that's like all in my linkedin so if anybody does search me up you can find it in linkedin and become a part of the conversation on the discord and i'd really and i really appreciate you letting me come on man really I, this has been awesome I've, I've listened to your podcast too you know um it's pretty crazy when you when you when you listen to podcasts and then you uh kind of get into them you know what i'm saying you start talking to people oh, i recognize that voice oh shit <laughs> Yeah, man. So thanks for coming on. You. I appreciate it. No, it's yeah. always I, I love that's why I started this show to talk to new people. So, you know, obviously, I love having, you know, the old gang on. But when I can bring new people on, I I really enjoy it because fucking it's new conversations, man. And and uh, sure. you guys got an open invitation. You want to come on, hit me up and uh, and we'll get this thing going. So right thank you. Rye, what do you got going, my man? 
just the same old stuff, man. And uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever met anyone on this show that's like someone that I just wouldn't want to hang out with in person. You know, every single person on this show has always been so cool, man. So uh, thanks for doing this every week, Matt. Uh, every Monday is always so fun. Tommy, great to meet you, dude. Uh, Bo, good to see you again, man. And um, Matt, it's always a pleasure, dude. I uh, recently changed the store. Dangerous World Podcast store. Having some problems with the link, but you can go to my Instagram. It's on the link tree. Everything works perfectly there. I'm hearing nothing but good reviews about the merch and then uh, just the Patreon and then just trying to pump out content, man. Having a good time as always. But what about you, Matt? Dude, I'm trying to keep up with all the shows you put out. I can't fucking, there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> I'm trying, dude. I'm trying, man. We, dude, I, that was one thing I meant to bring up earlier. That fucking ancient su- supercomputer. I don't know if you heard about that shit. It's like an old Greek supercomputer that was discovered. Like they thought that computers were first invented in the 1930s, but this is a computer that dates back to the BC era. It's funny you mentioned that because I was looking at stuff the other day about the Egyptians possibly having a, a computer of some sorts, also. They're and analog they're computers, they're, but still. Yeah, they're seeing it on like hieroglyphs and stuff. You're starting yeah. to see images Weird. that look like laptops and things like that. It's really strange. It's a wow. trip, man. But yeah. yeah. So who knows? I mean, it could be they they say, you know, the, the historians say, oh, well, they were just looking at a book sideways. Right. That makes sense. You know, and I'm like, OK, I'm it's... like, you go to Occam's Razor, obviously, <laughs> the, the fucking thing that makes the most sense. But right. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> What's so. what's going on with your show, though, man? Uh, nothing, dude. I just put out an episode on ley lines. I'm going into I'm doing a deep dive right now on uh, the history of America and like the bloodline of the natives. And I found this really cool old book that talks about basically the natives uh, come from the line of Noah that are here. And it's between mm. the three uh, sons of Noah that depending on what part of the country so it's it's cool, man. It's a book from like the 1830s. So it's got a lot of like references that I don't understand because it's, you know, from that time period. But it's going to be a cool episode because it goes all over the place. And I'm sure some of the Bible people will be pissed because this kind of contradicts it. But what else, dude? I, I love reading comments now because I have the fucking Jesus thumpers out there that yeah. their answer to everything is whatever you're doing is satanic stop it now and just focus on jesus right yeah man i mean like i always say dude i lean towards christianity but there are people that just take it way too far like the reason dude, i go lean towards fuck christianity... yourself if you're gonna tell me everything is satanic like first of all i just have no right. time for those people i'm done with that shit like go bother somebody else right, right? like <laughs> enough man i get it like you don't think anything's good and and you know, yeah. so be it. But, you know, that's your choice. Let me live mine. And if I'm living in sin, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, interesting little thing there. That's why I like those Operation Red Pill guys, because they seem to come at it from a very logical, just like, this is what it is. Check it out. If you don't like it, no skin off my back. That yeah. And then you see these elites that are just attacking Christianity. And it, that's what drives me towards it. But I'm not sitting here by any means saying everything's satanic. It's very interesting when people do that. But yeah, man, you're doing great work over there, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. Thank you very much. Everyone have a great week. Stay strong. Question everything.